The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. God, I love baseball. How can you not be romantic about baseball? Man, this is baseball. You gotta stop thinking. I believe in the church of baseball. There's no crying in baseball! Welcome to the show. I'm Andrew. And I'm Paul. And this is Play Ball. Baseball in the movies. What is it? What Baseball do I say? At the movies. What am I supposed to say? At the movies. <laughs> it's been a bit. This been is a our bit. own show. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Uh, this is the podcast where we talk about every baseball movie. Every single one. Even the bad ones. Every, all the, all the terrible. Uh, but this is Terrible, guys. One. It's a good one. We'll get there. Uh, but... <laughs> Before we get there, yeah. joining us on what? the show today, who we have a very special guest, friend of the show, Susan Mangan. Hello. Yay. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Our first guest. It's a, uh, yeah, I well, feel honored. Well, is it though? Because this comes after the one where we have oh. the guest that we haven't recorded. Once yet. again, folks. That's true, yeah. You know, <laughs> this is okay. out of order. In my heart, I'm the first. That's true. Yeah. Does that help? Okay. Chronologically, we're recording this. Susan's the first guest. Welcome chronologically, no one cares about what we're saying. I guess. Actually, I guess chronologically, this is a real behind-the-scenes episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Wizards' curtain. Real is inside over. baseball of, in- <laughs> of play ball. Off the rails already. Uh, Susan, what movie are we doing? <laughs> Susan, welcome to the show. Thank it's you. It's so nice to have you here. We're doing a thing with guests. Uh, tell the people uh, your fi- three questions. Three questions for guests. Tell the people. Ask the people three questions. <laughs> <laughs> My first question. It's like a genie thing. Or yeah. Something. <laughs> Just introduce yourself to the people. Tell us who's your favorite team, okay. what's your favorite baseball movie, mm-hmm. and if you have a favorite baseball memory. Tell us about that. Whoa. Um, okay, well, uh, hi, I'm Susan Mangan. Thank you so much for having me here. I do it's love baseball. I like baseball movies, and I like your podcast. Oh, my gosh. What? That's great. I'm a real fan. i the first person to say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm legitimately a fan. You guys I'm, are really fun. I've said Aww. that. I'm a fan. Aww. I said that before. <laughs> out loud. <laughs> Well, everyone understands that we're narcissists. We did make a podcast. That's true. Um, I know you can't see me right now, but if the people could see me, they would see a yeah. real like throw up of Red Sox gear on, and mm-hmm. it's it's really the right time to be wearing it because we're <laughs> the current champions. No what? big deal. I like to think of the Red Sox as the team that beat the Dodgers. That's how That's, I like to think of them. I'm yeah. happy with that description. All right, all right. Let's just, let's get, come on. Let's okay, get, great. So Oh yeah, baseball movie. That's what we're sure. talking about. I'm so glad that you brought that up because the movie Fever Pitch, which features Red Sox <laughs> <laughs> player, uh, and he has to choose between the Red Sox and Love. Yeah, that's probably my favorite one because that's a. We'll that's probably have you back for that episode. To be honest, wow. honestly, oh it feels really true to life for me. It's a it's a decision I've had to make many times. All right, so Susan loves Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, great. Good tasting comedy. <laughs> okay, have you watched the film Drew Barrymore? <laughs> I haven't actually seen it. Okay, seen give it, it a chance. Rom com meets baseball. Exists. That's hard to bring together. True. It's true. It's true. Mm. I don't know. I love baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true, actually. Uh, Susan, do you have a favorite baseball memory? Oh this is my, my favorite God. question. This is the yeah. best one. This is a hard question to answer. Can I, if I do it really quick, can I do two? Sure. Do yeah. I have What's to pick one? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, wait, <laughs> Not wait. an hour per You have memory. 30 seconds for yeah. each. Yeah! <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to say one is, uh, I, I, well, this is, because softball, can softball count? Is softball 
Yeah, We're going to no, get no, into no, that today, actually. Absolutely. I have a lot podcast, of research for that. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, 100%. Okay, yeah. well, I didn't have the choice to play baseball in high school, okay? My only option was softball. Again. Oh, I can't wait uh, for the whole thing to talk about. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, but one time, um, uh, I, I, uh, one of my concussions that I got, uh, uh, the, <laughs> the baseball went straight into my head. But what was fun about this concussion? While you were at bat? Um, no, I was in the field. I played okay. left field. Right. And, uh, and, and the ball, and I wait, went wait, for wait, the... Wait, 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 wait. You were in left field, and someone hit the ball and hit you in the head? Okay. You had a Jose Canseco? Uh, <laughs> I to be kind of. It was me. I went for the, like, it was a, it, yeah. I shouldn't have even been able to get to it, but uh, I was very speedy in high school, sure, and I got sure. very close, but just not close enough, and it, like, glanced off the, my glove oh. and went straight into my head. Oh, okay. So it, like, smacked right into me, but it was hit pretty hard. Wow. Did you just go down? I went down, oh, yeah. I lost damn. consciousness for, no. I mean, only... You lost consciousness? <laughs> for, wow. like, a second. Oh, for, like, okay. one second. This is, like, a real baseball story. <laughs> I, yeah. I was benched for a while after that, but wow. this is the exciting were part the, of this. You on the DL? I was on the, yeah, I was on the DL, which wow. was, and I was wow. a pretty good hitter in those days, so it was a, it was a real bummer for all of us. Mm. Um, and then I sucked for a while after, so, but we don't need to talk about that. Wow. They didn't all, have the concussion rules in place, that's, that's why. All of, none of my baseball <laughs> memories involve actually playing baseball. Oh, wait, <laughs> but like, here's... I watched it with my dad. And you always call him me a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the fun part of this, though, is that the way that the ball hit my forehead, yeah. I had a huge, like, like robin's egg ball-sized like lump for like an entire like five to seven days that thing stayed for a while and it hit me right on the stitches so it literally looked like i had a softball on my forehead that's That's awesome five to seven days that's the bragging rights right there you know i'll just stick to that one that's it that's my favorite that's amazing it was pretty cool tell the other one in one sentence laying on my mom's lap while she grades papers and the game is on and she's like grading them over my head and it's just like you can hear everything and it's family and it's well, beautiful. Now I'm wow. Yeah, see that's, that's that was lovely. That's like all of mine. I love right. that. It's like I was watching something. <laughs> doing nothing on the couch. So glad I could bring an active role to this podcast. That's yeah. That's uh, fair. Honestly, I mean, yeah, I did play even... baseball varsity to my senior year, but Andrew likes to ignore that part. I played a little. <laughs> little league? I played a, yeah, I played a little bit and like have no memory. A little memories. little league. A little little league. A little little league. A little 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 league. That's right. Great. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you so Yay. much for having me. So glad to have you. Uh, because today we're yeah. talking about, appropriately enough, a league of their own. <laughs> That's right. Cool. For people who don't know, what the heck? But for people who don't know what this movie is, here's the logline: Two sisters join the All American Girls Professional Baseball League during World War II and struggle to help it succeed amidst their own growing rivalry on the diamond. Which stars Gina Davis as Dottie Henson, Lori Petty as her sister Kit. Tank girl. Rosie O'Donnell, who's amazing. Yep. Did you put a D at the end of that? I did. It's did Rosie Donald? O'Donnell. Rosie like Donald McDonald. <laughs> How good are these notes? Can we trust them? Uh, you, you want to know the absolute truth? Yeah. I didn't remember what her name was. Rosie. You went Rosie O. <laughs> no, no. I wrote Rosie O'Donnell. You whole, wrote Rosie O'Donnell? The whole movie. The whole movie. Oh, no. And then, and then I have it here spelled correctly, and I just messed it up. Wow. It's the speech. Part, All right, right, who the fuck else is in this? Madonna. Madonna's, Madonna's in this movie. In this movie. Yeah. And uh, of I heard course, she was difficult. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. John Lovitz. 
John Lovitz. Mm-hmm. David. Tia Leone is actually in it yep. too. Yeah. On the David other team. They wrote that role yep. for John Lovitz. Nobody else could do it. They said. That's right. Gary Marshall's in this mm-hmm. movie. This yep. is a great. I love this movie. There's a lot it's a of great movies. David. And Bill Pullman. We have to say it was directed by the late yep. great Penny Marshall, yeah. Yeah. who was so good. Rest in peace, Penny Marshall. You're the best. Quick fun fact. I know we'll get there, but quick fun fact. Already pulling out fun facts. I know. When you on IMDb, yeah, the players, the uh, all the players are listed as their position. So that's pretty cool. Gina Davis is listed as catcher. Dottie Henson, Mm. first base, one B, P, starting pitcher, whatever. Very good. Yeah, that's super fun. Hey, should we listen to the trailer? Yeah, that's what we do at this part of the podcast. (laughs) We'll watch. They'll listen. Yeah, part of it. Let's listen to the trailer. You're doing it. This is what happens. Columbia Pictures would like to take you out to the ball game for an all-star comedy. They'll pay you $75 a week. We only make 30 at the dairy. Well then, this would be more, wouldn't it? The manager, Tom Hanks. Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. The catcher, Gina Davis. What do you say we slip in the back seat and you make a man out of me? We should I smack you around for a while. Can't we do both? The pitcher, Lori Petty. I made it! I'm a Pete! A Rockford Pete! The scout, John Lovitz. Are you coming? See how it works is. The train moves, not the station. And batting cleanup, Madonna. What if my uniform bursts open and oops, my bosoms come flying out? You think there were men in this country who ain't seen your bosoms? A league of their own. All right. Oh boy, Vin Scully, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> not my favorite. Trailer. No, he's the best part of it. Vin Scully yeah. is fantastic; makes a great cameo. Boy, it makes it look like Tom Hanks the movie. Tom <laughs> Hanks the movie, this goofy comedy. Yeah, it's not a good trailer. He it's... must have been big at the time, right? So maybe that was he was the draw. <laughs> he was. He was. But... Yeah. Uh, uh, I think he had just gotten his star actually mm. on the Walk of Fame. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. Yeah, the same week it came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this actually it was kind of a transitional movie for Tom Hanks from like the mm. goofy comedies every man he did before. Yeah, because right this was ninety two, so right after he did Philadelphia, Forrest Gump, uh, mm-hmm. Apollo thirteen, Toy Story. I'm serious. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we're talking about all the women. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. A uh, little background, as we do. Uh, the movie was pretty well received by critics, as currently has a seventy eight percent on Rotten mm. Tomatoes. But I found in a couple different places it's better received by audiences. That so even sense. on audi- even on uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it's 84% by audiences. Right. Most of the places that I looked were like, critics liked it, audiences went bananas for it. Like, they <laughs> love this movie. Do you have my favorite my favorite thing? I've got your favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, do it. Uh, here's a quote from Roger Ebert. Yay! <laughs> this is Paul's favorite. Uh, a quote from Ebert's review. The movie has a real bittersweet charm. Hmm. The baseball sequences we've seen before. What's fresh are the personalities of the players, the gradual unfolding of their coach, and the way this early chapter of women's liberation fit into the hidebound traditions of professional baseball. Okay. Yeah, he gave it a pretty good review. He liked it. Hmm. He didn't the bittersweet thing, I totally agree with. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. In 2012, A League of Their Own was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry and Library of Congress, mm-hmm. which I think it totally deserves because it is, quote, culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. Uh, aesthetically, aesthetically significant. Aesthetically significant. The cinematography got a. Well, I guess just, it's just no. Good. That's the no. That's the historically, culturally, aesthetically significant. Are the, like the, that's the criteria. Get, uh, that uh, phrase is the criteria for every movie that's chosen. That's a weird and they phrase. did their costumes and all that sort of stuff was very authentic to the time. Is that what they're kind of maybe? I mean, yeah. Meaning it. I, 
I think you guys are reading too much into it. I think it's just <laughs> it's a weird I'd phrase. Like to break it down. It's a weird phrase. <laughs> I think we have yeah. a right to break it down. 100%. Uh, cool, whatever. Do it on a podcast. We're making this podcast seven hours long. Do anyway. it on a podcast where people talk about movies. This is a baseball podcast. <laughs> okay, fine. So let's walk through the plot. Uh, we should say, as we always do, yeah. we're going to walk through the plot. We're probably going to give away some spoilers. If you haven't seen this movie for real, go see this. Go movie. watch it. It's, yeah. it's we can't recommend it enough. But also, we're going to put into the notes when we talk about all the nerdy inside baseball stuff. So if you want to skip ahead, just give that a check. Move forward uh, and skip this part talking about the plot. That's right. Okay, so the you can kind of break this movie down into sort of three acts, like always. The first act <laughs> we. <laughs> Like movies. As, as <laughs> like every movie ever made. <laughs> like uh, Aristotle's Poetics taught us. Right, right. Three acts. Uh, if you want to talk about movies, you go do it on a movie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're never going to do this. This is a terrible is idea. Terrible. Okay, go ahead. The first act, basically what we do is we meet the players, especially our main two players, Gina Davis and Laurie Petty. Um, they are sisters. They are playing in a softball league and they're rivals. And John Lovett shows up and basically offers them a chance to come and play in the new right. All-American Girls Professional Baseball League that's starting up in the expected absence of Major League Baseball during World War II. So the idea is that all Correct. the men are going to be off fighting the war. Entertainment has to continue, especially for the baseball owners who have the stadiums and all that. They established right away. Dottie and Kit have a rivalry. Mm-hmm. They're they're playing on the same softball team. Softball, mm-hmm. which is important to in note the, in the first scene. Under underhand softball, um, they're playing. Uh, John Lovitz, hilarious. Yeah, the John, best. Yeah, during so during this early recruiting, John Lovitz shows up at the farm. And yeah, Susan, like you said, he was the one that they tar- they like wrote that role mm-hmm. for him. And there's a live birth happening in that scene. That was a fun <laughs> fact that. that I found. Right? Yeah. There was a live yeah. birth, and he just like he was so focused, he didn't even notice. Oh yeah, it's, I would love to see that footage. <laughs> right? I'm just like, I, it, it sounds insane. Can you imagine? <laughs> think of the boom guy. He's like holding the boom, and in the background, he just sees a cow giving birth. But John Lovitz like legit yeah. could not notice less. John Lovitz just keeps delivering his confidence. <laughs> he just keeps at it. But yeah, so John Lovitz, yeah. he he wants, what is it? He wants Dottie. He wants Gina Davis because she, she's great. Because she's the hot one. Right. That's why he wants her, because she's the hot one. <laughs> they do. There is That yeah, is all over the movie true. for sure. Yeah, um, that's true. Kit says, no, I can play too. I want to play. And so, right, because she's a pitcher. She didn't pitch that day. Mm-hmm. Right. And finally, John Lovitz says, all right, I'll, if you can convince Gina Davis to come, we'll take you both. And the next day, they show up at the train, and they go to... Well, actually, we, we we failed to mention how this movie starts. This movie starts, actually, in present day. That's true, with yeah. With old Dottie right. Henson. Um, a couple old players. I guess it's old Well, first it starts yeah, with Dottie at her house. Lady. That's right. And yeah. you're like, who's this old lady? And then her daughter's right. like, hey, you should go. And she's like, mm, I don't want to go. <laughs> Which is like... At first, I was like, what's going on? This lady looks like Gina Davis, but it's not Gina Davis. But it, it sounds is like her Gina voice. Davis. It is, yeah. yeah. They dubbed her voice, which is a cool way to do it, I yeah. feel. Um, so, yeah, so the the it's kind of booked. The movie is sort of bookended by these right, present, present day. day sequences. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all the players who we see are played by different actresses, but they're dubbed by... The original actors. They're the actors who play them in the whole flashback, which is right. the heart of the movie, which is super cool, actually. I it is. It's a really that. good way to do it. Because then you don't have, like, fake-looking old... Exactly. It's not as distracting. Um, there is a really nice moment, I thought, thematically, that sets it off nice, is when she, uh, her grandchildren are playing basketball, 
And she oh, yeah, calls over right. the, the big one. She's like, hey, give your little brother a chance. He's shorter. Let him yeah, shoot more. And then calls shoot. over the little brother and says, give him hell. Yeah, kill him. Um, kill yeah, him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is great because that's kind of like the whole, that's the lesson she learns at the end of the arc. It's an interesting way to put it in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and it, it's emblematic of her character too. Of totally. Uncompromising. Yeah. Well, it's, it's family and it's a little metaphor because it's about family. Yeah. And it's also... It's really a full circle spirit. moment before knowing any of the circle. Yeah, yeah it's a movie about... Well, and siblings, specifically. That's sibling yeah. relationship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a beautiful little moment. I didn't. Even, I appreciate it now. I put... Now um, that we're talking about it. That I was... I, I, I Full disclosure, I cried throughout this movie. Um, and I... So often I made a list of every time I cried. <laughs> that was one of those moments. Wow. It's mostly probably... It's probably because I seen it so many times and that's just nostalgia yeah. feedback loop fair um but that's i mean that's, but i never really put that piece together before i mean that's so. part of the movie is like i didn't catch that yeah. the whole movie is basically like a nostalgia trip like it's true that's like true she yeah. goes to the museum and then yeah so nostalgia yeah the movie <laughs> the whole thing is yeah she goes to the field i'm assuming rockford maybe in racine i don't know where she goes uh for the oh, cooperstown she goes no 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 in the oh, beginning in the of the movie beginning, she goes yeah. to cooperstown because that's right that's where that's the a reunion, reveal later right that's where the reunion is being held that's what i'm trying to say she goes a reunion and then the movie kicks back to 1943 yeah so then we then we go back they're recruited by john lovitz and uh they go and they catch up on the train oh yeah sorry i was intaking my breath i just just because watching this this is 1943 right i think it's 43 i think at at this point it's 43 and it's so so you i don't blame the movie for this but it is weird to watch like the 40s and it is weird to watch like how men were and how women were and watch all like that kind of like interplay so just things like john levitt's taking her arm and jiggling it to be like oh like good picture right and he doesn't ask any permission before he just grabs her and similarly on the train when john levitt gets on the train he like reaches over that one right i wrote like, at no one point question. john lovitz is the patriarchy That's yeah exactly so that was hard not to pick up yeah. on throughout well, yeah I, I definitely want to come okay, back to sorry, that sorry, sorry, no sorry. no no you're fine. i want to come back to that when we like review the movie afterwards but yeah it's kind of baked into every scene yeah with that in a in a really smart way we'll get back to it eventually they get to what's called harvey field because it's named after mr harvey harvey who, bars who is yeah quote unquote a giant candy bar mogul right and uh has an empire and he's the one who's funding this league it's a very thinly veiled stand-in for wrigley field well they they wanted to use him really and they said no wrigley was like no and they're like all right (laughs) so harvey chocolate (laughs) there we go we're skipping ahead a little bit but uh the wrigley family who had the wrigley chewing gum and of course cubs fans wrigley field and all that their family is one of the backers of the women's uh, professional league and so they're just doing a like this is a total stand-in for that even like i, I the the sign is like exactly yeah. the same as the yeah, yeah, field yeah. sign it just has harvey field on the it. tryouts yeah. i think were at wrigley though i think I, they shot that i think wrigley. they shot it yeah, yeah because the at one point they go and they crash into the ivy on the wall exactly and, except for gina yeah. davis who did it at penny's house she was the only one to do that because she joined late really that's right mm-hmm. yeah because the evident Dottie's character was going to be... Deborah Winger. Winger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And before that, it was going to be like a thousand other people. Right, right, yeah. right. Actually, everybody in Hollywood. Like everybody. <laughs> yeah, wanted to be in this movie. Which I don't blame. It was so cool. Yeah, it's baseball. It's, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the trots are held, uh, yeah. which, which well, again, we'll get back to, but that's real. That's basically exactly how it happened. There's just a huge tryout all at Wrigley Field. Oh, we did um, skip one of my favorite parts. This, uh, is, this is the part in the podcast where Andrew keeps going, wait, hold on, let's go back that's a little true. bit. That's true. This is all we do. It's <laughs> um, I feel when, like, here's the thing, though. Yeah. I feel like people 
listening to this podcast who haven't seen these movies are going to be so confused because we're just so like, true. oh, we forgot the part when this And happened. then this part, and then, yeah. yeah. Oh, when, we forgot and this And then the billionaire back, or no. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> gave them an orphan child. <laughs> an orphan of their own. When, um, we, when we get to the really bad movies, yeah. like when we're, we're in the dregs in like oh. season eight, yeah. we oh, should just yeah. make up the plot. <laughs> like, Some made for TV movies. This is foreshadowing? Yeah. <laughs> made for TV movies that nobody's seen. <laughs> make it up. My my one of my favorite moments and another moment where I uh, where I cried when they go to recruit um, I forget her name but the one that can hit really well and they go to the gym and it's like inside oh that's um, right yeah they oh yeah that's right they go they get on the train to go to Travis but he's like field. I got to recruit one more person mm-hmm. they go to that little town and they're playing in a gym and the girl I forget her name Marla Marla yeah Marla. is just a fucking great hitter. Um, and her dad is like the nicest dude, and he's like, I raised her like a boy, and he's like super proud of her. And I was just crying through that whole fucking goodbye at the train station. Yeah, but the patriarchy again too mm. soon. Should I save this? No, go no, for it. No, no but it I mean, just like you know, the second he steps over to John Levitz, he's like, I know she's not pretty. Like true, I know yeah. she's not a looker. Like, and I re- like, there's just a lot of like undercutting, you know? Mm. Yeah, literally. And also, it's just like the two men, like haggling over her fate and he's just like okay sweetie go on and while I talk about men talk business right right right. right. which that role was supposed to be Rosie O'Donnell and then Marla was so perfect that they Uh, gave it to her and then wrote Rosie into the movie as an entirely separate character because they like they wanted Rosie so much to be in there that's right actually Mm -hmm. I, I read that Rosie O'Donnell's character was supposed to be much more similar to Madonna's character like they were both supposed to be like the thin hot ones and then they liked Rosie O'Donnell so much, and that Marla situation came up. They said, let's just give that part to Rosie, and yeah. then they'll be like the mismatched, the loudmouth, and Madonna together. And I guess... It worked. Yeah, yeah. It, it was worked. great. Yeah. It was great. I bought the friendship. Um, anyway, I cried. You're right. He did undercut her look. <laughs> sorry, sorry. But... but he also did... He he was very supportive of her, right. and he swung... Like, the part that makes me cry is when they're at the train station, and he's like... Yeah. He does the little swing Yeah, that's cute. They're, they're really cute. cute. Well, they're real cute. Well, he says to her, like, you got to go out and, like, find a light. Yeah, you, you got to get out of here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That and, was really in sweet. his defense, for yeah. the times, he was being very way, progressive. He was yeah. very progressive yeah. for the times. For today, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. For the times, yes. 100%. So, so still beautiful. Yes. Totally. So then they get to the tryouts. We meet some of the other characters. We meet Rosie O'Donnell. We meet Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> Who else? No deal. <laughs> Drink every time you hear Andrew McDonald. <laughs> um, we meet Madonna. Uh, we meet a couple of the other players. Evelyn. Yeah. Betty Spaghetti. Rosie O'Donnell throws a ball at Gina Davis's head. Catches it with her bare hand. Iconic. Mm-hmm. Badass. Yeah. And then eventually, after the sort of fun montage, we see that the uh, the teams are all posted uh, at the wall. And, of course... The tryouts, by the way. I love that whole montage, that whole sequence. It's yeah. great. There's so much real fucking baseball happening. Really good um, montages in this. Yeah, <laughs> such excellent. Good montages. Real, no, I agree. Yeah, Throughout this yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. Penny Marshall. Um, yeah. I even wrote a list. I wrote, they had a cutoff throw drill, turn and throw. They had infield drills. They were playing pepper. Mm-hmm. It really felt like that was a real tryout. Like, it was legit. And they were all the, very good at baseball. I, I read that they had to actually do baseball tries before Penny would even see them to act. Yeah, so, and, right. they, and then they trained for, like, seven months, right? So those, that is all real baseball. It's so cool. That's, also, I mean, we don't see it in this montage, but throughout the movie, in order to get enough B-roll footage, Penny Marshall made them play unscripted innings. Right, real and games. They just, yeah, they right. just set up... 
they would go like two or three innings and they would just set up the cameras and then move them around and right. make them play and just sort of catch whatever they it's would a catch. Great idea. You know? Yeah. I yeah. mean, it, it worked. The baseball in this movie is really good. It's so good. Throughout. It's and, so good. And, it, and the family values in this movie, just as good. Because uh, I think Betty Spaghetti is her daughter, right? I think that's yeah. her daughter. Yeah. And Gary Marshall. And Gary Marshall. Right. Yep. So it's a real family affair on all sides. Uh, she was going to cast somebody Christopher else. Christopher Walken. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 The then, IMDb trivia of this movie is a lot. Great. <laughs> There's some good ones. <laughs> dive in. You'll hear a lot of it today, but also dive in. It's really interesting. Also, my Twin Peaks, ref- my usual Twin Peaks reference, Major Briggs is in this movie. Mm. He's the coach of the racing. Oh. Um, Thank God for whatever. that. It's one of my favorite things you do. The Twin Peaks reference? Yeah. Okay, cool. Glad, I'm, keep glad it, I know keep it going. someone likes it. <laughs> so we have a couple teams now, yeah. and the league is going to get started. Well, right away, it's announced right off the top a couple things that the girls are not too happy about. Uh, they're going to be wearing right. these skirt, short skirt uniforms. Yep. Uh, and they also have to take charm and etiquette classes. Yeah. Crazy. I can't believe that was a real thing that Actually, women yeah. had to do. Yeah. Uh, women, that's a true thing about the league, too. They yeah, this movie doesn't have to do that. I guess we could get into this more in the analysis, but this movie does a really good job of showing the one step forward and like four steps back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. Because after they try on, it's like, yeah, kick ass baseball. Then it's like, yeah. that one girl who can't read. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, there's that like rate. There's, I think even before that, there's that like radio little blip. Where that that the older woman's on the radio being like, "There's girls playing baseball, and we know that women who are educated are detrimental to society." And it's yeah. like, "Oh no!" Yeah. And then right after that, it's like, "Look at these short dresses you're gonna wear." Exactly. And then the manners, but yeah, it's a really good um, juxtaposition. Well, I mean, in their defense, when I started playing softball, I did leave my family, and you know, I turned my back on them forever, and uh, immediately mm-hmm. um, stopped doing anything that with etiquette. Sense. Yeah, so that I think that was sense. softball right. and Scientology are very similar. <laughs> Susan's been taking etiquette classes ever since. <laughs> they are not paying off. <laughs> All okay. I could think about, too, during that manners montage was in uh, Take Me Out to the Ball Game when they're just oh, acting like straight up gorillas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're like terrible. the worst dudes. And then the, the women, they're forcing to be like polite little Barbies. I actually thought of that, too. So one of the earlier episodes we did, uh, the Gene Kelly, Frank Sinatra movie, Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Long and short of it is a woman owner comes in <laughs> yeah. Yeah, How dare to, she? to oversee a bunch of sexist, <laughs> terrible <laughs> animals. Yeah. Uh, Gene Kelly and Frank Sinatra. Gene Kelly being the worst offender, right? Yeah, Which is so yeah. exciting. Totally awful. Uh, but I thought of that too. I was like, wow, she would fit in perfectly. With she really league, would. Yeah. They, they, they should do a crossover. So we also meet at this point, wise, we're getting ready to go on the road, we meet uh, Jimmy Dugan, who's mm-hmm. played by Tom Hanks. He is a uh, kind of washed-up player. He was really good. He was a home run leader at one point. Um, 58. Yeah, 58 home runs, Supposedly, which is incredible, actually. Very good. Yeah, at the time. Very good. We're talking about the 30s, too. (laughs) Yeah. So he was was a big deal, and then his drinking kind of got in the way. Right. Um, Sure. So now he's kind of washed up. And so Gary Marshall's character, who's Mr. Harvey, who runs the league, he says, oh, come and manage the girls, and yeah. it'll be good to have a big star. And, All you and, have to do is wave wave, yeah. your, wave to the crowd. Just go out there and your, wave your hat. Your little tiny, your little hat. <laughs> yeah, wave your little hat, and people can stare at you and yeah. cheer, and it'll be great. That's my Gary Marshall. It's a pretty good Gary Marshall. It's okay. It's slightly different. It's a different... Different, like, hue than yeah. John Lovitz? I met him once. Mm-hmm. Gary Marshall? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's very nice. What happened? He said words. I don't know. Great story. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, he also said works to Tom Hanks and okay. said... Uh, and yeah. then Jimmy goes to the team, right, and treats all of them like they don't exist because women are not worth Correct. looking at. That's right. That's he goes right. to pee. He does the long mm-hmm. Austin Powers pee. I actually, I heard, I read something great about this. Oh, uh, I know what you're about to say. Yeah. Me too. There's yeah. a, uh, <laughs> oh, sorry guys. Wow, cool. IMDb well, for, trivia is fun. For anyone else listening, <laughs> he, uh, Tom Hanks goes up and he pees for a long time, like in the middle of the uh, women's locker room. This uh, is their first time the first, seeing him too. All the team's first introduction to him. There's a hose going into the toilet and Tom Hanks was not told how long he would have to pee. Right. And she was just like, just go and pee until the pee's done. <laughs> and so that's him improvising, just standing there going forever. 53 seconds. Yeah, wow. that's right. Mm-hmm. And all the girls are like talking, like they don't know what's going on either. Like, what right. do we do? Mm-hmm. They, it was all unscripted, it was all improvised, and it's a great scene. It is a very it nice scene. It was great. Scene. I wonder if Austin Powers, stole, they must have stolen it from Oh, League of Their Own. Do you guys know about the Austin Powers movies? They're very good. <laughs> Let's They're talk about, about this British man who is a spy. Wow. Very fun, How does Twin very Peaks fun. get back into that? Uh, is this podcast still about baseball? Mm. Does, does he play baseball? <laughs> Austin Powers, he plays cricket. Hey. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm going to cut all that. Uh, so, so then we have the first game. Right. Oh, also, I wrote, um, I love newsreels as exposition. Yeah. Because <laughs> there are a bunch of newsreels, <laughs> and I true. fucking love it. it it's charming, works. and it's, it's so easy, but it works. Nostalgia, and it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, so then we've got the first game. Tom Hanks kind of comes out, waves his little hat, and then immediately <laughs> passes out. Yeah. He does not give a shit about Gina Davis kind of takes over as yeah, coach. she takes over as the, as the manager, tells everybody where to go. She does the lineup card. And so then we get kind of, the league gets off to sort of a rocky start. Which sort of leads us into most of the middle of the movie, which is David Strathairn plays the character who's sort of managing the league day to day. Right, so, Ira. Yeah, yeah, Ira, who's based on a real guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he kind of comes in managing the league day to day, and he says it's kind of not working out. We need to do something really showy, really flashy to make people excited and want to come to see the games. Right. Which again, as we know, as from all the other stuff we research, is pretty real. The promo stuff, like the things that get people in the, cr- in the Absolutely, seats. Absolutely, yeah. Doing all of the all of the marketing is so important to yeah. this whole thing. Which was the girls' idea, at least from the movie, which was right. great. I thought, you know, it was the girls who were like figured out the marketing. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's that's where we get a, a large chunk of the middle of this movie is not just the baseball is good and exciting, but the girls have to put on almost like a circus act to make it seem like this is premier entertainment. we got to get people into the ballpark to right. want to watch these games. So you get the famous scene where Gina Davis does the split to catch the ball. Yeah. There's photographers. And then it goes in, as you said, good montages. Another good montage. Honestly, honestly, I wrote this down. I think it's true because I wrote it down. <laughs> Might be one of the best sports montages of like the team gaining success I've like ever seen, I wow. think. It's so good. Did Think you, about it. Did you write that down? I wrote it down it with words true. in it a computer. Must be true. Wow. But for real though, it's like a really well done montage. It's a really good montage, and it's just, I fucking love it. It's very good. I I made a note of this montage too. I didn't write it down, but I just made a mental mm. note. But no, it is it is really good because for me, like this this was my favorite part of the movie because it's like celebrating the game. That's what, yeah, I don't know. That's totally. what I liked about it. Is mm-hmm. it's not just like we've I mean kind of like Roger Ebert said like we've seen. Good baseball, right? But this is showing, hey, baseball is so much fun. It's a, it's a fun celebration of family and right. sports, and it, it's charming. That's what it is. It's charming. It, it starts with the idea of look, women can play baseball. Look, it's a novelty, and ends with 
No, they're just they're, they're like awesome. everybody else. They're just yeah. good at baseball. Well, and yeah. kind of the analogy of it too is sort of is very relatable. Of like seeing that women have to put on a circus to be taken 100%. as seriously as Absolutely. men uh, yeah. is a very like cool thing to see them like sh- kind of showing us that that's what women right. have to deal with. Like yeah. that's yeah. what we have to do to be taken seriously, especially at that time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you've got uh, again like the Gina Davis. You've got players doing acrobats to make spectacular catches and uh, things like that. You've got uh, Rosie O'Donnell throws two balls at once. Um, you see the girls sort of performing on top which of the Which is real. Dugout, she really did which that. Which is real. Yeah, yeah she, yeah, she really learn, did that. Learn how to do that. During this stretch, we see a couple things happening. One, we see Gina Davis is just clearly the best player in the league. Um, it kind of sets her up as yeah, the, she's very the good. star of the league. Kit's a good pitcher. Kit's pretty good. Kit's a good pitcher. Rosie O'Donnell. Mm-hmm. Oh, is great. Oh, yeah. uh, All the way, May is good as well. Everybody mm-hmm. is good, actually. Everybody's I mean, good. That's the they thing. have a good team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and eventually the crowds start to show up, and it becomes just about baseball, just about Woo-hoo. how good they right. are as a team. The second thing. And at this point, oh, were you going to say Jimmy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the second the second sort of arc over this period is Jimmy starts to care about the team <gasps> and starts to actually show up to right. manage them and, and be not a just coach. get drunk and pass out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that cla- the moment he re- he starts is a classic amazing moment where they do the sign wars. Oh uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, yeah, right. that's it's so good. That's probably my favorite scene. It's yeah. so cute. Describe describe what happens to that. So scene, Gina Davis so is I think. She has Marla up to bat, and mm-hmm. she's going to tell her to bunt. And Jimmy's kind of like noticing. He's like, "You have her best hitter up. And you're going to tell her to bunt. What's this, the sign for swing away? Yeah, and this is the first, what's the sign for swing away? And this is the first <laughs> moment that he has done anything. He gives a shit, literally about, anything. Yeah. yeah, he's not passed out. So he goes up next to Gina and gives the sign, and Gina's like, "No, we're going to bunt." He's like, "That's it's crazy." And so they both just start They're doing both like patting their head and, and rubbing their stomach. Well, Marla up to bat, like, "I don't know what to do." It's great. It's just such great physical comedy Very and also good. like baseball specific physical comedy. It just yeah. makes it so it, fun to watch. It really is. It's a great game. And then it yeah, ends. And he, she finally, I think she says like, um, "Oh, she says a really good thing." She, he says, "Are you going to let me manage or something?" And he's, she says like. Uh, well, you know, if like, you're gonna manage, get off. The- yeah, get off your ass or something. You you fuck. I don't know. She said something along those <laughs> Does lines. She, say that? she says you're a dirty fucking piece of shit. Yeah, that's <laughs> what right. so she says. This movie is R. I'm pretty sure. Very blue movie. Very blue. Um, wow. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so she, he that. wins. She gets a base hit, and then he says, "My favorite, one of my favorite lines." He's like, "Yeah, whatever your name is." Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's Tom Hanks. Oh. Is like the Tom Hanksiest. Tom He's Hanks. peak Tom Hanks, and it's amazing. That's 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 my impression. It's very good. Right. Yeah. Well, it's all his best comedy with all his best drama when they it's get to true. be equal. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're not split. They get to be equal. That's when he said so his true. peak. I mean, when is he not good? I mean, that's true. Tom Hanks. Right now, we love you. We love you. We love you so much. <laughs> come on the podcast. You know, maybe just come on it. Yeah. You, you are. You can't come on the podcast. Oh God, <laughs> that'd be great. I'd be too. I wouldn't even know what to do. No, I'd be cool. But, but we can't okay. talk about this movie because we've already done it. So um, you can come on and talk about it. That's uh, true. His other baseball movie. <laughs> it's about Jimmy Dugan dying. <laughs> well, well, you know what? I actually have a comment to make that could solve this problem, but I'll save it for, uh, I'll save it for analysis. Nice. About okay. another Tom Hanks movie? Baseball and, movie? N- yes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I... Okay. All, all we're saying is, Tom Hanks, if you want to come on our baseball podcast... Yeah, you're welcome. We'll be happy to talk about Forrest Gump or something else just to have you here. Or you burbs. could talk about a different. Yeah, we could talk about a different baseball movie too, if you want to talk about. I'm gonna cut all this out again. <laughs> <laughs>
So he's starting to care about the team. We also, of course, have uh, the famous scene, There's No Crying in Baseball. Yeah. Classic scene. It's in our uh, intro. It's in the mm-hmm. intro. Yeah. yeah. It's one. Of the, it's probably... It's in uh, AFI's list of the 100 greatest lines of movies of all time. I would wow. argue it's maybe the most famous baseball movie line. It's... Other than, if you build it, we, they will come. It might be more famous than that. That's true. Yeah, that's true. It might be. You know? Because I feel when you say baseball, a lot of people go immediately to, oh, there's no crying in baseball. Like, that's a, that's a pretty common thing people yeah, do. That's true. Mm-hmm. And I know people. Um, <laughs> I think also, this is off topic a little bit, but yeah. I think Tom Hanks has the, the most lines in that AFI. Like, it's like oh, the AFI sure. makes all those lists, like 100 yeah. years, 100 dramas, yeah. 100 heroes and villains. They have one that's like the 100 most famous lines from all movies. Right. I think Tom Hanks is like five <laughs> or something. <laughs> it's a very good percentage. Yeah. So why would it be great to have him on the podcast? Uh, <laughs> so This good. whole thing is just about getting Tom Hanks on the podcast. Okay. But as he's starting to care about the team, he's also starting to get invested in their actual personal lives that's as well. Right. So he has that he, conversation with Dottie about her husband, her husband overseas. Mm-hmm. So Dottie's hus- Dottie is married and her husband is uh. overseas fighting the war. Yeah. Um, a couple, a few of the other women are as well. Daddy spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Yep, their husbands are. I think a lot, most of them actually. Yeah, that's well, no, because there's also the scene where they go to, they sneak out. They, the teams all have a chaperone. Yeah, which is also a true thing. So they poison the chaperone, <laughs> which by the way was a little rough. Yeah, this, very rough. This Madonna part, didn't give a shit. This isn't even a bit. This isn't a joke. They poisoned her. Like there's a doctor who's throwing up more than anyone's ever thrown up before. And, Tom Hanks had some good one one liners about it too. Yeah, and then finally they're like, "Let's go out and have some fun." <laughs> so they go to the bar, and we have this amazing old 1940s yeah. bar dance sequence. Of course, Madonna is dancing and going she's for it. Fantastic! Mm-hmm. All the girls are like, "Let's go find men. Let's go find boyfriends and drink right. and have a good time and, and all that." And they do, and they have a great time. And Marla <laughs> becomes a breakout like yeah, Broadway like singer, singer star yeah. and finds oh, her yeah. guy. I mean, I loved that. That moment was cool. It was like a fl- it was a, yeah. a classic turning that trope on its head, where she's like the singer and the dude's like swooning yeah. for the the, the artist. Yeah, that's very true. It was cool. By the way, yeah. I read in the deleted scenes we find out he's a cheesemaker. He's just a little cheesemaker. That guy. Right? Yeah, that's amazing. He had a profession we never knew about. <laughs> that's amazing. It's <laughs> a nice little backstory, right? Uh, but oh. Okay, so I brought that up to say not all of them are married because they want to go out and they want to drink and meet men and have a good time. Right. As you do when you're a modern woman. Or right. do something on your own independently that doesn't involve men. That's that, also... Also fair. Yeah. That's also <laughs> encouraged. <laughs> okay, so now that the team has finally started to doing well. coalesce, they're doing well, we are getting towards the playoffs. But there's some inter... What am I looking for? There's some... Uh, Kit and Dottie are still fighting a lot. Interfamily yeah. tensions mm-hmm. going on. Kit and Dottie are still going on their rivalry, which we've seen back from even the softball league. And before. that's throughout that montage that we were talking about, too. It's throughout the whole montage. It's, it's a great, really well done through line through the whole thing. There's that one moment where... Um, I think maybe it sets it all off when they go to the mound to talk to Kit and Jimmy is asking Dottie, Betty Davis... Betty Davis... <laughs> Gina Davis, if uh, she has any left, and she's like, she's trying out there or something like that. Oh, yeah. And he's like, for reals, though. Does she have anything left? She's like, And then Gina Davis, yeah, stone cold. Now she's throwing grapefruits. Yeah. Yeah, she's done. Kit hates it. Yeah. So they take take Kit out. Kit is furious. They get into a huge fight. All the girls. She fights Rosie O'Donnell. Right. Yeah, they're on the road. 
Uh, and so they're staying in like a, like a bed and breakfast. And so all the girls are like throughout the house and Kit and Dottie just get into this huge fight. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, what it is. Mm. We missed a scene, of course. My turn to We've say. We missed a mm, lot of scenes. <laughs> um, David Strathairn comes, who's trying to manage the league. And he says, you know, I can, I can tell that things aren't going well. And uh, Gina Davis says, I'm leaving. Oh, right. I'm, Trade I'm, me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even before that, <laughs> let's go back to the beginning. There's more movie. Um, Ira has a conversation with Gary Marshall, and the league's doing well at the end of the montage. That's and Gary right. Marshall goes, "Eh, the league's going great, but doesn't matter. It's not going to matter next year." Yeah. And he's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Well, the boys are coming back. We have no need for this." That's right. And he's like, "Well, what, what, what are we? What are you supposed to?" And he gets really upset, which is a nice arc for his character too, because it kind of started with him being like, he, "Yeah, women, yeah. you're going to wear skirts." He was the marketing guy. He was yeah. like, "We're going to make this sell." That's and then all by matters. the end of it, he didn't really care so much about the league ending and no more money. He was yeah. like. Well, what are we? Getting? We're just gonna. We tell them to get out of the kitchen and go help us during the war. Yeah. And now that the men are coming home, we're just gonna send them back to the kitchen. He yeah. was the best guy in this film. Yeah, he was the yeah. best. Absolutely, I agree with that. So yeah, so then he's like, yeah, Gary Marshall's like, yeah, that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> and so then Ira goes to talk to Dottie, and Dottie's like, I'm yeah. quitting. Well, so Ira also he buys the league. Too. Oh, he buys right. he buys the team and sort of running of the whole league from Mr. Harvey. And uh, Harvey agrees to sell it to him after right. David Strathairn can keep it up after the, the season's done. So he goes to Dottie. He goes to Gina Davis being like, hey, you know, we got to make sure that everything's good. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah. And he freaks out because she's the biggest star. Right after the huge fight with Kid. And realizes, uh, Gina Davis says something, you got to make a change. Like, you, you got one day to figure this out because otherwise I'm gone. Right, because yeah, he suggests a trade and she's like, well, figure it out. Yeah. yeah. But it's set up. The idea is, she says, basically, trade me. Trade me. Like, or move me. Don't bother kid. Let her stay with the team. Move me, or I'm out of here. And he says, all right, we'll, we'll solve it. It's like hinted at. Right. Of course, in the next scene, Kit comes into the bed and breakfast where they're staying and is furious. I got the impression that was like their house when they were home. They were all in like a dormitory kind of thing. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, because I, I guess they're on the road, quote-unquote. Right. Yeah, I got the feeling that was, like, their home station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, you guys are just smarter than me, I guess. You know, it's ha- it happens. We weren't trying to brag about yeah. it. <laughs> we can, if you want. So they get into this, another huge fight. Right. Uh, uh, you because, wanted to trade. You traded me. Yeah. Yeah, Kit has been pushed out. She's been traded to the Racine Bells. Yes. Uh, and so she's off the team. And Gina Davis, finally, in this moment... No, I won't say stands up for herself, but, but she's, she's like, like, fuck you. Yeah, she's yeah. like, screw it. Like, yeah. you're, you're, you're being a, a baby, and, yeah. and it's like, yeah. And, uh, you know, you get what you deserve. Yeah. Kind of. We then get actually a really touching scene where a telegram... A telegraph scene. Oh, right. Right, 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 right. So sad. So a, telegraph, a telegram delivery guy shows up at the clubhouse with a telegram... And he's from the... Very callously. Yeah, they, everybody knows, like, the only reason you're going to get a telegram... It's from the army. The only reason you're going to get a telegram from the army is when your husband has been killed. Right. So he shows up, and he's like, he can't even open it. And he was like, oh, you would think they would put the right name on for such important news. Right. And when I think he literally says, you'd think they'd send an actual officer down here when when you got the, the when the news is about a husband dying. Like, he yeah. literally says that out and, loud. Yeah, and everyone in the clubhouse, you know, kind of goes still, and they're super nervous. Tom Hanks... Finally, becomes like a heroic moment for him. Right, he grabs the telegram, he shoves the guy out, and uh, he opens it to deliver the news. And it's uh, you can see him just. There's a beautiful sh- a couple shots of him just yeah. walking through the. Each time he passes another woman, they kind of the whew, relief exhale. Yeah, 
really sad. I guess this scene took three days to shoot. Really? That's yeah. crazy. Why? Because it's so uh-huh. it was so yeah. built up emotionally. Yeah, that's and fair. How Made did me they cry. Keep I that cried. though. Good acting. Good acting, Tom Hanks. <laughs> and all the women. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, that was a moment. I said, "I'm crying about Betty's husband," and now Dottie is crying, and I'm crying more. <laughs> <laughs> Good acting, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and all the women. And it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, no, yeah, they were great. And it's uh, Betty Spaghetti's husband right. who's mm-hmm. been killed, which right. uh, is so sad. Very sad. And that's uh, Penny Marshall's daughter. Right. Mm-hmm. Gave her a chance to really, really get some acting, though. She and they even, great. like, they kind of plant that her oh, husband really loves delivered. baseball. Because in the beginning, she's talking about her husband's that's Jimmy right. Dugan baseball card. And he yeah. rips it up, rips which it was up. so heartbreaking. That was right. maybe one of the hardest things Very to watch. Very sad. That's true. <laughs> but oh, then, yeah, so then he, he dies, and it's even, it's even like, super yeah. sadder. Anyway. I guess the card matters less now. Yeah, know? he doesn't give a He's shit He's not going to yeah. give a shit that Jimmy ripped that up. We won't even know. So, wow, guys. <laughs> so, Dottie takes a moment to reflect. She's obviously super sad uh, right. about the whole thing. and But miraculously, her husband shows up. Bill Pullman for Bill, the win. Woo! Bill Pullman from Newsies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's Pullman. what your first billing for Bill Pullman? It's like, that was like the same year. Spaceballs. Independence Day. <laughs> Other films. <laughs> <laughs> Independence Day 2. Fly Away Home. Wow. Yeah. Was that Bill Pullman or was that Jeff Jeff? I thought that was Daniels. Dennis Quaid. Oh, honestly, oh, it could have no. been any of them. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> I Kevin think Costner I'd throw into the mix, Kevin Costner. Uh, yeah. I'm really pretty confident Jeff Daniels is in Fly Away Home. Oh, okay. I, I think you're right, actually. Yeah. I think you're right. That's I really. But they're very similar. Uh, the, a Little Princess. Sure, sure. That's sure, where sure. he's another coming uh, back from war again. Right. He's great uh, at coming back from war. He's very good at it. <laughs> very good a, at it. Yeah, he does that. And going to war yes. in Independence Day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he's alive is yeah. the lesson. <laughs> he came back. He like from lost war. his life. It was Bill Pullman. He had to Bill show Pullman up. Bill Pullman shows yeah. up. He does his Bill Pullman thing. Here I am back from the war. A OK. Yeah. And Gina Davis is like, good. Great. I want to quit the league. Yeah. Right. We're going to have babies. Hey there, yeah. cutie. That's and, what he says. He and says, she, hey there, cutie. Aw. He does say that. Paul cried. I, I cried. <laughs> and so the next scene, you see everybody getting on the bus, and Tom Hanks is like rallying the troops and sees that she's kind of sneaking off. And I think at this point, they were close to winning the pennant, right? I think they were in the World Series. They had already. I think they, they had already were going won. to. Okay, I think yeah. They already won. I think you're right, actually. And he says, Well, come on, get on the bus. Yeah. And she says, No, I'm leaving because he's home and, and we're getting out of here. And uh, Tom Hanks gives his. The Tom, best line in the world. He's a great, yeah. Because she says it, it was. it's just. She gives a fake excuse and says it was just too hard. Yeah, it's just, too hard. It just got too hard. And he, I wrote it down. You want me? I'll do a dramatic reading. <clears throat> you have to do it as Tom Hanks. Okay. Okay. This is going to be terrible. It's supposed to be hard. It's a bad Tom Hanks. Uh, <laughs> it's supposed to be hard. If it wasn't hard, then everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. It's supposed to be hard. Ugh. If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. Is this your turn? The Hanks? hard is what makes it great. Okay, my turn? Okay. It's supposed to be hard. Mm. The hard is what makes it great. The more we say hard, <laughs> the less this line is good, I think. The hard is what makes it great. That's, he does this he kind of like it's pause beautiful. and then just like... It's a, you're right. applicable you're right. to anything, like but also beautiful. Yeah. It's an amazing baseball line. It is. It's, it's not as famous. <laughs> Susan's not a fan. You don't like it? No, I think it's a beautiful line yeah. because it's in this movie. It's about baseball, yeah, yeah, but like, yeah. can't we say that about just about anything? That's my only issue. Uh, my only little flaw. A lot of things are hard, right? Baseball's not the true. hardest yeah. thing. No. So it's not a very specific line, but it is wonderfully and dramatically delivered. Yes. Curating your stamp collection. The hard. <laughs> That's what makes it great. That's true. That's very true. 
I don't know, you know, heart surgery. Um, Pretty difficult. The heart is what makes it great. <laughs> okay. We're going to cut all this out, right? Yes. You cut on to how we do the show. <laughs> we just bullshit. And then Paul, like, says he's going to cut it out. And then he gets lazy. And, and I don't, yeah. <laughs> Oh, hey, listeners. Uh, welcome back. How you doing? Um, so so then, then she leaves. She leaves. And then we get a kind of another montage of the, of World, the World Series. series. Yes. Yeah, the championship series. I think I wrote it down. Basically, the other the, the Racine Bulls kind of take the lead, and right. then the Peaches have to kind of fight their way back. It goes and so, seven games. Seven games. Game seven of the World Series. How's it going to get better than that? <laughs> Amazing. How do you feel about game sevens of World Series? Yeah, how do you like that, Andrew? Uh, so I guess the game seven of the World Series. <laughs> we hardly ever see them because we finish it up. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, there was a great one in 2016 when the Cubs won the World Series. Boy, that was so good. That was a very good game That was seven. great. And there have been no game sevens since then. Right. We there have been discuss. no World Series. <laughs> Uh, Four games. A seven. lot of crazy. No yeah. Dodgers losing in Game Seven. No Dodgers making it to the. So we get to the beginning of Game Seven. <laughs> we get to Game Seven. One of my favorite moments. Okay. Okay. What? I'm a Dodgers fan. Oh, we're going and back. Paul to this. is a fucking Giants fan. That's correct. I and thought we were going to cut this part out. We're no. we're recording these out of order, so no. this is going to be like the third podcast. But like, oh, this is fun. This is dynamic. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. recorded all the other ones first, almost all the other ones. And and Paul's like, I'm a Giants fan. I'm going to throw in your face. Did you know that and I'm a I'm Giants like, fan? And then I'm like, cool, whatever. Let's be professional about the show, or whatever. <laughs> you know what? I love Let's the Dodgers. Be fucking professional. I love the Dodgers. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you and the Giants. <laughs> this is all. This is uh, everything's coming out. Again, of the I'd love to just come in here and say. That yeah. right now the Red Sox are the reigning champions. Oh, it's, it's so, fair, and we did squash you like a bug. Well, you guys are the National season. League champions. How's that feel? Oh, yeah. Does that feel Is that cute? nice? Is that cute? I chose the wrong day to have this. <laughs> <laughs> to have it out. Anyway, game seven. You still got Kershaw. The movie. Yes, we oh, I love Kershaw. Okay, the movie. It's so good. One so of my favorite moments. In the beginning of Game Seven, great moment is uh, oh. <laughs> uh, Sitwell, who we haven't talked about yet, but That's is right. the little boy that it's, one of the I think her name. our excuse to shit on men in this movie. Yes. Is, I think kind of yeah. what this kid is, Evelyn's totally. son, who's a brat, he's the worst throughout. Yeah, which actually is a great. Uh, he like in addition to being comic relief, like he's funny. Yeah, it's a great addition because it's like again, like you said, it's like doing everything backwards in the heels. Hey. Women in the league also have their family. Yeah, you have kids. You're supposed yeah. to take care of your kids. You'll have to take care of the kids. You know, <laughs> she can do it all. Folks. The dad can. She do can it. do yeah. two things. So the whole <laughs> two things. Amazing. Um, so the whole second, the whole most of the movie, he's there with them yeah. on the road. And he's blah, causing blah, blah. problems. He's the worst. He's so annoying. It's so fun. And during game seven, the beginning of it, he's just running back and forth saying, "You're gonna lose. You're gonna yeah. lose." And then... Tom Hanks. Wait, not yet. Then he sees that Dottie is back, right? What? What are you talking about? Because Dottie, like, quit the team and then comes back. Because at this point, Dottie has not been playing any of the games. I I don't know what you're going to say. He sees that... uh, um, Because the person who's been backing up for Dottie... Alice. Alice. He's like, hey, Alice, you got to tell me when she's not... uh, When she doesn't have her stuff, okay? And then the catcher says nothing. She's like, Alice, are you listening to me? And then Dottie comes up, takes off her mind. And it's like, oh, shit. And they have that fun, lovely conversation. Which bordered on the romantic throughout the movie. It definitely by the did, way. and I have so much to say about that. Um, evidently, I I wrote IMDb trivia that they wanted it to be. It uh, was. They story. filmed it like. Right. A, well, let's just have this. They filmed it, it like it. that. This is right. what I was hinting at earlier. Yeah. If you remember, Paul, is uh, that it was yes. a four-hour film movie, and they yes. had the romantic plot line, which. Right. 
The studio wanted it. The studio wanted it, and um, but that's what I'm saying. I think that they should re-release this. I mean, uh, it was a perfect film. Perfect I think it's film better without sisters. it, to be honest. No, 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 no. Yeah. But I think they should re-release a entirely separate film that mm. cuts out. It's like not a League of Their Own. It's the Jimmy, you know, <laughs> Dottie Gina love story. Love story. And uh, um, and they should just because they have four hours, so they have a whole another hour and a half rom com in there where we could just see Jimmy and her yeah. have their own movie separate. League You're of right, their own right. better. That's fair. League of their own better, <laughs> but they have the footage already. Let's make a second a lo- movie. The second one will be called. Are you ready? A love of their own. Oh my Thank god! Right. See, and that's Sorry when you get Tom Hanks on the podcast. <laughs> that's true. A, a sideways sequel. <laughs> I just want to concur. She's yeah. upset when she comes into the room and says, "Trade me," because they had a romantic kiss on the lawn, which was uh, cut. Uh, Very upset. But I think it worked. I think it works without it because the focus is baseball, not. No, no, no. I just want to say. I just want to say, you guys are doing a terrible story, a terrible (laughs) job of telling this little scene. Oh, you're so right. (laughs) Anyway, I'm getting to it, Andrew. I'm getting to it. It's already out of order. It's not out of order. Okay, so the whole thing with the catcher. Yeah, he's talking to the catcher. He's like, "Hey, let me know when she was the pitcher." Stillwell was saying that before that whole scene, though. Still, 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 well? still, well? still, well? still, he's well. not, he's not involved yet. Tom Hanks is the one who's talking to the catcher. This is getting really intense, by the way. You should see Andrew looks furious <laughs> right now. I have OCD <laughs> about of getting the plot correct. Okay, guys. you were the one that said so many wrong things about the house thing, them being on the road. Okay, so and this is professional. <laughs> so Tom, <laughs> we're fucking professionals. <laughs> I'm getting coffee. You know, you go ahead, you do it. You Basically. Do it. Dottie and him have a very nice scene when she's coming back, and he's they have it's a little uh, you know reserved, but they're both very obviously happy to see each other, and he's very happy that she's back. Are you talking about the end of the movie? No, I'm talking about when when Stillwell when Gina Davis comes back. To no, the- no, 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 no. I'm talking about when Jimmy realizes Dottie has come back for Game Seven. Okay, yeah, that's what. I, and then you right kept after saying that, Stillwell. When you kept saying when Stillwell realizes, you should see the veins popping out on his forehead right now. Andrew is losing (laughs) his shit. After that, after that moment, Stillwell's running around still, still Stillwell, (laughs) saying, "You're gonna (laughs) lose. You're gonna lose." And then Jimmy has a smile on his face because he's so happy that Donnie's back, and he just starts saying to himself, "We're gonna win. (laughs) We're gonna win." And then Stillwell, he he sees Stillwell, and yeah, and he's still saying, "You're gonna lose." Throws his club right at Stillwell's face, and it like act, I think it actually face. hits him in the fucking yeah, face. Another injury in this film that we don't pay a lot of attention to. Let's just poison people and give children concussions. I'm for one, I'm glad that kid got hit in the stupid face. <laughs> it's so funny. Well, so we got to finish the story. Oh, so he hits him in the face. He hits him in the face. It knocks him over. Yeah, and then Tom Hanks goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Tom Hanks' fun. physical comedy That's, is very like Jack from Will and Grace. Like it's just yeah, so unparalleled. Good. It's, so it's, good. Un, it's underappreciated. Like it's seriously, like we've thought of Tom Hanks now for like almost thirty years as yeah. this, like dramatic actor. But he had his whole career Such leading true. up to this movie, he was a comedian. Yeah. And so he like that's why he's so charming. He brings that yeah. into all of the dramatic it's like performances. He doesn't it's not over the top, it's big, but yeah. it's real and it's believable. It's just charming. It's big. Ooh. Oh. It's very good. Directed very by good. Penny Marshall. <laughs> that's such a good fucking movie. It's too. So good. Um, Tom Hanks, if you want to come and talk about big, you're more than welcome. But speaking about the love story, so in that same scene, we're only gonna talk about this scene for the rest of the movie. When anybody, and- anybody who hasn't seen this movie is gonna be like I have no idea no, I just think they should release the love story it's already made sorry release the Snyder cut um, <laughs> so 
there is a moment when they're talking, and he's like, I'm glad you're back. No, it's good. Yeah, I'm glad you're Who says you can play, I think, is what she says. Yeah. Oh, she's like, so oh, you don't cute. want me to play? The tension is just so palpable. Yeah. It's true. He's playing coy. He's yeah, like, they're both coy. Who said that you could no, play? No, it's good. It's good. Right. And then the last thing she says to him, is she says, Jimmy, you look like shit. Don't you ever shave? <laughs> and it's super funny. But I noticed this time, at the end of the game, when they're all getting on the bus, yeah. Jimmy, had, he is shaved. And he has the little Kleenex on his neck at her oh, chin. Because she told that. him to shave. I'm just going to say it. Again, well, perfect film. But when they re-release it, I, I want Bill Pullman, Bill Pullman to die. I wanted him to oh die. God. I wanted oh him gone. Because <laughs> I dark. wanted it to happen. Nah, so but that's why it's so good. Because it doesn't give you what you I want. Know, I well, know. Paul, <laughs> if you were really observant, oh you would have noticed he has the little... Uh, napkin bloody things on his chin and the, in his first scene when he's hired by mm. uh, oh he did he did when he was walking around with yeah. Gary Marshall it's a nice right. uh, it's a full circle callback yeah, nice. to the yeah, callback yeah, yeah yeah so in place of we were talking about this this uh, love story between Jimmy and and Bob. that doesn't really happen in the actual film right <laughs> gets well, close but so right. the uh, Penny Marshall that was partly her she said I don't want to bog this movie down with a love story. Yeah. I want Get it, to it. Be about Respect the sisters. It. Yeah, it's a great... I, I think it's a good choice. Like, it would be really fun to see Agreed. that. Agreed. But I, I think it's a good choice. <laughs> I maintain the sister's plotline is the better plotline. <laughs> yes. But one thing that the studio did want... They wanted it. They wanted... Well, they wanted that. But oh. since they didn't get that, since they didn't... The studio didn't get the love story... One other thing they wanted was they wanted at least Dottie to cure Jimmy of his drinking problem. Mm. And so that's why uh, yeah, there's a that. scene earlier when they're on the bus when right. she's uh, Dottie is telling Jimmy about her husband right. being away. And we learn that he can't go away because he has weak cartilage in his knees or something. Right. So that's why right. he's around. Because he, he injured his leg because he fell out of a hotel balcony That's right. when he was right. drunk, well, he was drunk. Right. so in that scene at the end of that scene he's like oh well, time for a drink and she hands him a coke right and it's a, it's like a nice scene but then he's like and he has that moment where he drinks it he goes ah. yeah <laughs> right Tom Hanks man. He's well so when he hands it good. he's holding his flask and he like lets her take it you know yeah. which is yeah. like tells yeah. Yeah. but that was yeah. kind of the concession to alright if you're not gonna have a love story she has to help him out <laughs> classic <laughs> women helping men get over their problems <laughs> alcoholism too it's that easy <laughs> So we're at the World Series. So yeah, the World, the Series. World Series. Big game. It's a it's a close game. It's a pitcher's duel, mm-hmm. actually. I think I think mm-hmm. there's no score until like the seventh or eighth inning. Yeah, yeah. And then finally, I've got it. I've got it all written down here. You uh, wrote it down. I did. I wrote. I took more meticulous notes in this game than ever. The rest of the movie notes like that. Ah, it's Tom one Hanks of the best. Yeah, Davis is so good. And we'll get into a segment of the baseball movie tropes, but the big game. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a very good big game. It's and it's, it's a one big of the best. Game. Yeah. Uh, I would even argue though. I would argue we'll yeah. get into a big game. We'll yeah. get into the big game theory. Okay. In, oh, okay. So but finally big game theory. I'm <laughs> stuck on both big and game to... theory. There's a joke there oh, and I can't find good, it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, big game theory. Mm. <laughs> I wrote uh just to before we get there, I wrote Tom Hanks throws the mitt in Stillwell's face and laughs the most Tom Hanks laugh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's zero zero into the eighth. The Bells take the lead. It's one to nothing. The Racine Bells, who are the team that um, Kit has been traded to. So Kit is playing, obviously, for the other team in the right. World Series. Although we don't find out who she, like, 
who we got for her, which I thought was interesting, right? Yeah, it's not so much of a trade as a giveaway. Yeah. Sure. Mm, as a, uh, if anything, they lost Kate, and then they lost Dottie. Right. And they still went to Game 7. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Pretty good team. Yeah, pretty good team. Pretty good team. Okay, everyone cheers for May, and May gets... May is... Um, Madonna. Madonna. Maydonna. Maydonna. Uh, she what? referred to now. She gets a hit. She gets on base. Yep. Rosie O'Donnell. I actually wrote... He's a D. I know. No, I, I I did it specifically. Look, I wrote. Look at my notes. I oh, wrote, yep. Rosie he has Donald, Donald in his notes. Rosie O'Donnell. Wow. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Why are you sorry? It's fine. I, I feel bad. She's I don't be think so she's angry mad. at us. Yeah. Rosie, come on the podcast and tell Rosie, us how you yeah, feel about it. Come on the podcast. Tell us about your time voicing Turk and Tarzan. We really want to know. Uh, <laughs> that's your sure. That's my question. I mean, Harriet the Spy. That'll anyone? make her happy. Oh, sure. That was Rosie my O'Donnell's favorite. Great. She's Rosie O'Donnell. You're Turk. honestly. I, I literally wrote, I miss Rosie O'Donnell. I know, I do too. <laughs> She's so good. Seriously, yeah. when I was younger, Harriet the Spy was the only movie that would make me cry. Aww. I was just, it's Aww. just beautiful. Then her dad, her dad comes to the game. Oh and, yeah, uh, yeah, I do I'm love gonna, that. Stick to I assumed, because yeah, yeah. that guy just seems so real, I assumed that it was like her real dad. <laughs> yeah. And then I he looked it up, like it's, not, it's not a real dad. <laughs> it's someone's real it's, dad. That's true. Probably. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Rosie O'Donnell gets a great hit, though. Yes. Uh, Evelyn Bunce, which advances the runners. Mm-hmm. So now we've got Mays on third base. Rosie O'Donnell is on second base. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the Peaches are down to their final out. Right. Kit oh. seems gassed. Kit seems she's done. What a usage of And me. Dottie comes up. That's, that's a baseball term. <laughs> that is a baseball term. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it means you like know? you don't got it. You don't got it. I know. I was oh, just impressed. I, I, Let me mansplain yeah, real man quick. Hey, why don't you just tell me about baseball? Do you know about baseball? <laughs> <laughs> Since, uh, well, I'm sorry. Did you play? Let's go over that again. Yeah, Paul, how many balls did you get on your face? <laughs> <laughs> Lots of balls. Big fan of balls in my face. <laughs> wow. Well, this is a different kind of podcast oh, than I no. thought. That's so, recorded. So, kids, we've got Dottie comes up. And this is a great scene when she comes up. The, even the mu- I wrote down like the music is almost like a western. Like uh, the score in this movie is very good. Yeah. The score is great, but when she when she comes up to the plate, it's like mm-hmm. a standoff. It's mm-hmm. like it was like high noon kind of thing. I, I wrote at this point, Gina Davis's game face is so good. Yeah, awesome. she, her stare, her like competitive mean, it's very. I would very go so good. far as to say stank face. Yeah. She's really 100%. giving it to and you. It, especially because it's Kit. She's right. just like fuck. So me. Gina Davis, I don't know if you guys know this. Gina Davis is like a certified genius. She has, I, did, I did find that. She out. has a yeah. 140 IQ, Damn. which is the lowest rung for qualifying to be a genius, a genius? Right. Uh, an actual genius. She was one of the last people cast because someone else had her role. Deborah Wang. Yeah, that's yeah. right. They had to step out and blah, blah, blah. So she came in. She had to do the baseball training, all that, but she didn't have the the seven months of training right, right. like everyone mm-hmm. else. But she came in, and by the end of it, everybody said that she was the best player of all the she people. caught up. Well, I, I she's a she's so she caught up yeah. very fast. Rosie she's super and, and who? And, too. I mean, she's so intense yeah. about it that she right. caught up, which yeah. is awesome. Rosie and what? I was gonna say Rosie and uh, and the woman who plays Kit. They said were like the two best, like just natural players at the uh, beginning. Like sure, they sure. were actually very good at baseball. Yeah, just cool. Go Rosie. Um, <laughs> yeah, Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> oh wow! Keep your uh, drinks down, folks. Getting there. Dottie hits it right at her sister. So May scores. Uh, I wrote down Rosie Hustles to third. And what a sibling she, baller move. Sorry, just uh, that, like when you're that mad at your sibling, moment. you know yeah. what I mean? It's just like, that's that F you. Like, so I, I love you so much, but I'm hitting this straight at you, yeah. you little punk. The character conflict has been building all yeah. the whole yeah. movie. It's right. so good. It's a, it's, it's a very good plot, character-driven moment. Yeah. It's great. So it's the top of the ninth. Uh, it's two to one peaches. Kit can't believe it. She's about to cry. 
Yeah, they're all, uh, kid, it's fine. Calm yeah. down. I think she is crying at that uh-huh. point yeah. in the dugout. They go to the bottom. Tom Hanks there they to go to her. the bottom of the ninth. So Rockford Peaches are leading two to one. All the other bells are like, shake it off, Kit. Like it's mm-hmm. okay. And Dottie, and this is important. Dottie could see her sister crying. Right. Uh, the the next inning goes. It's pretty good. Uh, we get two outs pretty quickly. Gina Davis has to jump into the dugout to make this amazing catch. And then Kit comes up to bat. Two out. Bottom of the ninth. Down two to one. Game seven, the World Series. Uh, the sisters are so intense. I wrote down Gina Davis is ruthless. She's so good. Yeah. So when Kit comes up to bat, Gina Davis goes up to the pitcher and she's like high fastballs. She can't hit him. She can't lay off him. Circle right back to the beginning of this movie. Yeah, yeah. when they're playing softball. Which means if she was playing today, she'd be very good launch angle wise. She's hitting those totally. underhand mm. balls. Yeah, and she must be a good pitch framer too. Gina. Her. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because she can frame those high fastballs. It's true. We get strike one. We get strike two. Rosie O'Donnell is going nuts. She's so excited. Uh, and then we're going for a third high fastball. And Kit hits a monster shot. Uh, oh, it's Hendricks. That's right. Hendricks scores. Mm. She's the other player. That's right. Hendricks scores. She ties it up. Evelyn finally. Everything comes together so well. Evelyn finally hits, hits the, the cutoff. Re- man. Hits the cutoff. Oh, right. Man, yeah. Which right, is right, right. In the there's no crying a baseball scene. Right. Which we kind of breezed over. That's what he's yelling at her about is she missed the cutoff man. And then he yells at her again later, but yeah. like very reserved anger. Yeah. Which is so good. So funny. <laughs> Which is, and that's like shows his character growing. Right, yeah, too. he's growing. And uh, then she fucking hits the cutoff man. She finally hits the cutoff man. It's beautiful. Kit is running full stop. Dina, Gina Davis gets the ball. And the, the third base coach is telling Kit to stop. Right. And she keeps going anyway. She goes for so it. So we're all headed Headstrong. to this showdown. They crash at home. I wrote down it's classic illegal move. <laughs> it's not illegal. If, if you're blocking the plate, it's not illegal. Right. You can knock them over if they're in the way. And she was blocking. Uh, I guess you're right. If they're not in the way, you can't touch them. I guess but if right. they are in the way, you can you can knock them over. But I still... I know why you're bringing this up, and I know you're going to say it. You're going to say it's because of Buster Posey. I'm not saying I don't that. want you to say that. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say... If this happened and Rob Manfred was the commissioner, <laughs> he'd probably like make a whole big thing out of it. That's probably true. It would become the uh, the Kit Henson rule. <laughs> I mean, earlier in the movie, Madonna catches a ball in her hat. That's not legal either. That's but... very true. That's very true. But it's showy. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah, it should uh, be legal. <laughs> they crash at home. Gina Davis drops the ball. Yeah. Kit is called safe. She wins. Racing She's wins. the hero. Racing wins. All the bells. Pull Kit up on their shoulders yep. and they go marching around, and all of the, the peaches uh, are super the sad. Peaches are super sad. But Gina Davis just watches. Is happy <laughs> enigmatically. It's so nice. That's another watches moment I cried. Beautiful. <laughs> um, like watches the celebration. This is gonna yeah. sound. No, she's so I, proud of her sister. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't care how this sounds, but I got the same feeling. I get the same feeling in this movie as getting frozen, right? It's just like that beautiful sure. yeah, sister love, yeah. like bringing totally. together. Okay, Definitely. here's the thing about Frozen. Andrew, frozen is a good movie. Face. Frozen is good. It's just got every, it just, it's, there was too much of it. The backlash is that it's everywhere. It's too saturated. I get it. I get it. I get it. And it's on my podcast, movie. The Frozen, we can yeah. get into this more deeply, but no, I don't, I really don't make this face, you. Andrew. I've never seen Frozen. Oh, <laughs> oh my okay, god! Okay, that makes more sense. Okay, I thought yeah. you were criticizing us. I thought so too, and I was like, no, "This I've can't be right." I'm sorry. I prefer this Tangled over Frozen, but I sure. think Frozen is very sure, good. sure, sure. I, didn't, I didn't. I'm not even saying it's the best movie. I'm just saying the sister, the sister aspect is beautiful, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I, and, and it's and I and, and I felt emotional in both. Yeah, a good sibling relationship in a movie when you nail that. It's, yeah, it's like all it's, it's like arguably perfect moment. Than, it's very good. Like when you when you 
I don't know, when you hit a home run with that, when you totally deliver mm-hmm. on that relationship, it can be so much more satisfying than even the most satisfying, like, romantic comedy relationship where they end up together. Mm-hmm. And also, so great that you said when you hit a home run in there. That was such a great... <laughs> this is a baseball podcast, and look what you did. Yeah. Wow. Then, then we, the game's over. Yeah, the game's over. Uh, they agree to keep the league around. Harvey's right, like, yeah. oh, right, that's we'll right. keep the league. We'll, we'll see what happens. David Strathairn talks him into keeping it going. Which is real. Yep. Kit is signing autographs outside. That's I cried again. Because the little girls want the autograph. She's like, you want to be a baseball player when you grow up? Anyway. Dottie sort of watches as the... Representation matters. What? It's so good. What are you saying? Um, (laughs) He's going to get mad again. Careful. (laughs) No, I said it was good. I I, I don't get mad about representation. What are you trying to pay me as? I think it's great. And then Gina and Kit have a moment. They talk. They do. Uh, And Kit is... So finally... Kid is excited for her to be around. She's like, well, you come back next year, right? right like, I'm right. going to stay around and get yeah. a job, and so I'm ready to go next year. And Gina Davis is like, that's no. great. I'm I'm leaving. I want something else. She wants kids. I yeah. think she says and that. She yeah, says to, we're going to start a family. Yeah. And what she says about baseball to kids, she says, you wanted it more. Like, yeah. you did right, You yeah. wanted it more, and I want something else. So they have their sort of beautiful goodbye moment. And then we go back to the future. <laughs> right, back to the beginning. <laughs> yeah. It's present day. See what I did there? And yeah, what again? This look. honestly, as soon as you cut, as soon as the movie cuts back to present day, just cry the whole time. <laughs> it's so fucking beautiful. So we come back sad. to Dottie arriving at the Doubleday Stadium, which is the sort of small exhibition baseball field that they have at the Cooperstown. Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she sees as many of her old teammates who are there, which is great. She sees May. She sees. Rosie O'Donnell, O'Donnell's character. She sees uh, Marla. Marla, the there. pretty, the super pretty one that mm-hmm. married a plastic surgeon. Yeah, oh, and uh, Stillwell's also there. Stillwell, yeah. Well, she's, well he's at the uh, museum the thing. And then oh, um, someone's passed away though. It's so sad. Who is it? Oh, it's Stillwell's mom. Stillwell's mom is passed is, away. Is she's gone, gone, right? And also, oh yeah, uh, that's right. And also, Bill Pullman's dead at this uh, point. So, yeah, finally, Bob. Yeah, that's it. They should have kept Jimmy alive, right? So then they could have been together as old. It was all I was thinking about. Right. You guys, are I'm just, but you know, I'm a romantic. I get it. I'm biased. Fair. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Bob passed away, so she has to say that to right. Yeah, uh, to people. But she sees, and, and they're p- literally playing a game. Right. right, they're all playing baseball as old women, and it's amazing. There's a right. beautiful moment. I love this. So uh, it's really subtle, but Helen is the woman who can't read at the beginning, uh, and then she sees Helen, and Helen's like, "I'm a doctor now." Yeah. Oh, That's I didn't pick so up on her nice. being the one that couldn't I'm read before. Hand. I love it. I know. I love it. I did not get that. Yeah, it's oh. so Good. beautiful. So then they then they go walk down the street, which is all real. I've I've been to the Hall of Fame, and like that's so it's so cool, dude. <laughs> but they walk down the street and they go into the Hall of Fame, and uh, they are opening the exhibit, which right. is actually there. And so that's where we see adults. Does it look pretty similar? Yes and no. Mm. They actually filmed in the Hall of Fame, and right? The main hallway is the same, yeah. But the exhibit itself different. It looks like that in terms of it's lots of photos and lots sure. of cutouts and stuff. But it does like the layout that they have is much. They should bigger. have kept both. They well, they made kept it, the fake one. I know. Yeah, I, know. I was hungry for real pictures, actually, of like the mm. women and the real women. Totally. Well, That's so the, the the real one is uh, it's basically just like a big room, right? And this one makes it look like there's it's like a winding exhibit with lots of there are lots of photos and stuff, right? But it's a much smaller kind of section of the actual Hall of Fame, but it does look like cool. how it looks in the movie of cutouts and and evidently forms and right. pictures of the real people sure, and sure. things like that. The women that weren't playing the characters evidently were all. 
Yeah, from the league. All the extras, supposedly. Mm -hmm. Well, the the exhibit opened in 1988, so it was still Mm -hmm. pretty new. Oh wow! While Uh, they were filming this, okay, sure. So I think they were able to get a lot of the women back. uh, Yeah, I saw an interview with Penny Marshall, and she said that like. This, she, they got the extras, and the studio was like, well, "Who are these people? We don't know. They're not actors." And she's like, "Well, yeah, that's <laughs> right. they're the they're the real people." That's they're amazing. like, "Oh, okay." I guess. And they said uh, Tom Hanks did puppet shows for the extras to keep them entertained during <laughs> oh, the, yeah. uh, during the filming. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, during the filming of the games, all of the people, Rosie O'Donnell did stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and apparently they wanted Madonna to sing. It, it, she was a so handful. much trivia about yeah. her being terrible during this movie. <laughs> so she refused. She balked at having to perform for all the people in the minor leagues oh wow i didn't even mean that just throwing them out to that uh so all the other cast members went up and sang madonna's songs Mm (laughs) yeah what a beautiful troll (laughs) so anyway we're in the hall of fame so we're in the hall of fame so that's what we see Uh, we see a couple of the other characters we see old david strathairn i his character ira he's the one who they're like they're like ira you saved the league you should open the exhibit and so he does right Old John Lovitz. We see uh, adult Stillwell and his mother has passed away. But uh, there's a beautiful moment. He interacts with Dottie and then there's a beautiful moment of him just like Ugh. looking at the, the... They've got a big cutout standout of his mother and... Nice. That. I think Paul's going to actually cry I right was now. Cry- <laughs> 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 Literally this whole thing I'm crying during that whole last it's part. It's beautiful. And then, and then Kit. And then Kit shows up with her family, and, and they see and each she other. has Dottie was the one that wanted kids and had a daughter, but then Kit has yeah. like thirty kids. Yeah, she shows up with a caravan full of people. Yeah, and one of their one of the grandchildren was named um, Dottie. I don't know if you guys caught that. Oh, yeah. I didn't. Like Dottie I didn't. Jr. or something Sweet. like that. Which is they they did build though at the beginning this like I don't even know if Kit will want to see me. Like there was right. a weird tension that was bit. left unanswered for me. Like, yeah. but obviously they're still sisters. Still but it it, yeah. it made it feel like it was picking up where it left off versus. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, they've, they've hung out okay. in the last thirty yeah. years or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god! And they had because then because right. one of the grandchildren was like, "Oh, hi, Aunt Dottie." Right? Yeah, right, right, right. And then it ends with all of the uh, all the original peaches take a picture, and then they take sing, a picture, and they sing the song, which is a real oh uh, the song we forgot right. about the song, the little ukulele. That's they write a song cute. for themselves about the league. Yeah. Where are the all American girls? Mm-hmm. Something. Mm-hmm. Should play it. Mm-hmm. We should play a clip of that. Uh-huh. We will. What you, you know what? We will play a clip right now. Let's play a clip. Wow, wasn't that great? Yeah, um, that's so good. So yeah, they sing the song it's that so we just good. listened to. That's very good. I love it. Um, love in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And then that's, and that's it. the end. And that's then the, the credits are beautiful as they watch as we watch the old, the actual women play the game. Yeah. And are. honestly, that cheesy-ass Madonna song, I fucking love it. <laughs> it's so good because it's like the song, the Madonna song, this used to be my playground, this mm. used to be my childhood dream. It's such a perfect oh, wow. ending it is perfect. for this it's movie perfect. because this movie's so... so Melancholy, where it's like right. this, yeah, the this great, awesome thing happened, but then yeah. guess what? Nothing's happened since. Yeah. So you have all these women that are playing this game that they used to play that they loved that they haven't played since. It's beautiful because the song is illustrating the that they used to be able to play, and they they're not, and here they are playing. And there's a nice when they're 
before they go inside to look at the exhibit, they're outside and they're they're still playing and they're running around the field and playing catch and all that. And that's beautiful. That's a beautiful. And I just want to add, we did skip over one other Madonna, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it, illusion, which is where she, you know, goes into the preacher, gives the pre- preacher a sexual favor, I think, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. And But that's wow. very, like, Papa Don't Preach, right? So no, it's like, a, that's, that's such a, it's, it's totally like that's a good. Madonna, you a meta, know. Meta joke? Yeah, I, yeah. I think Madonna's character actually, like, now that I think back about it, like, Madonna's character is definitely supposed to be the, like, sexualized one. She's Blanche. Uh, supposed to be? Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, well, who hasn't seen your boobs? It's like right. literally She's in the... She's Blanche, yeah. the, good, the Golden Girls. Right. Yeah. 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 When they're brainstorming, like, how are we going to get people to the league? She's like, well, I could go and, like, my shirt <laughs> could fall off and, like, right. my breasts could come out. That is her what her... Archetype is. And that's when Rosie Donald's like, I think those guys who haven't seen your breasts. Right. Yeah. That's my Rosie Donald. Very funny. Line. That was good. That was better than your Tom Hanks, honestly. <laughs> that's very true, actually. Great. Oh, I had a better thought about the ending. Where oh, I wish you had done that one then. Basically, the ending uh, with the song used to be a part again. It's an emotional gut punch because it's beautiful and tragic at the same time. Celebrating them is exactly what we should be doing, but in doing so, it's painfully clear how we failed to progress further. Wow, that oh. is a good. Thank you. That Did is you good. write that? I wrote that. Yeah. Wow. Is that? It's true. It's true though, it's, and that's why it's so bittersweet. Well, you wrote it down, so that's how I knew. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I wrote it down with letters that formed words. Wow. So that's a league of their own. That's the movie. We that's did it. it. Susan, <gasps> me first. Why don't you start us off? How did you feel about this movie? Wow, I was not expecting to go first. This is very exciting. Ladies first. Is yeah. that sexist? Though? Yeah, that it. Correct. Right. Uh, Ladies, arbitrarily first. Go ahead. Yeah. For no other reason, because we guests there's no first. reason. Guests, 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 right? Yeah. Guests. Sure. It, it, it's beautiful. Like I love the sister relationship. Like I love like the the heartwarming nature of it. I mean, I, I did not watch this film growing up all the time, okay. so mm-hmm. uh, I don't have the same nostalgia factor. Have you sure. seen it before? I'd seen it once before. Okay. Exactly one time, and yeah. I think I was like twelve. So it's like I, I so I had seen it one time, but it wasn't a huge thing in rotation yeah i mean i heard about it a lot like especially because i played softball girls were always referencing it as right. like our raw raw movie and i'd always yeah. be like yeah i think i yeah. saw it the I, league I, and they own, they own it right i think um <laughs> that's what the title is. that's it <laughs> right um but it's a great film i mean it's a, it's a very beautiful film and it's rare to get that sibling relationship and like you said when people get that right it's such a home run so true. Yeah. like seeing gina and, and, and in my mind you know there's no doubt she let Kit win, of course, and I think that that's just so. That's interesting. Uh, that's yeah. interesting. Oh, uh, we'll get to that. We'll okay. Get to that. Okay. All right. I'll hold. I don't know. I kind of feel like she didn't drop it on purpose. I just said we'll get to that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so I just think it's like a beautiful. So I think that part of this film is beautiful. I agree. I will say some of it, you know, being 2019, uh, it's the only thing that's hard to watch is that like. Uh, especially as, well, I think as anyone, but I guess I'll say as a female, like, it's hard to watch, like, I, I think you said this earlier, mm. so much progress, yet yeah. so, fa- so far yeah. still, and, yeah. and it's so hard to watch, like, I can't believe in 1943 we had a women's baseball league, and we still don't yeah. have that stuff now, like, it's, I still, terrible, why yeah. is it not by talent instead of by gender, like, right. it's, it's so yeah. frustrating to... So there was, and like, and, and again, I don't blame the film for this because they were even the film was back in time. The film brought, and the film addresses it too. The film yeah. addresses it. Like they're like the girls are like, I can't believe we have to wear this these right. skirts, right? Yeah. I can't believe all this stuff is happening. I do think there's a great moment. I forgot to say this earlier, but when the girls at the very beginning of the movie are running to the train, like Kit and Dottie, when they first go, right? Oh no, when they when they're with Marla and they're watching Marla and they're and oh, John yeah. Levitt is like, she's not pretty enough. I'm yeah. out of here, and they put their suitcases down yeah. and they're like, yeah. we're not going then. Like very. 
that was a very powerful very moment. Very nice moment, yeah. But yeah, so so it was beautiful, but I also had a hard time, as someone who doesn't have as much nostalgia attached, it was easier for me to sit out and go, God, mm. it's so hard to watch progression in the 40s that was just so far off still from it's what true, we're seeing yeah. now. Yeah. It's so true. And to see all these sweethearts and babies, and even, like, Tom Hanks, he's, he's amazing, and I can't talk enough about how much I want them to release the romantic second. <laughs> Again, I don't want this film to be changed. It's a perfect film, but there's an hour and a half not released, and it's almost true. all cut romantic scenes. Give me a love of their own. Yeah. But, like, even his character, right? He's this curmudgeon guy, and yeah. we're kind of like, that's not really appropriate either, like, in all the ways that he yeah. was acting weren't right. So it's, it's true. It was a battle for me to watch the film at I times. can understand that. Yeah. yeah. I want to talk about the sexism in the movie, actually, sure. for a second. Sure. Because I, I realized something over the course of it. I, Long story short, I think this movie is great. I'd only okay. seen it once before also. I saw oh. it a couple years ago, so I also didn't have the like, nostalgic feeling, but I enjoyed it then. I think I enjoyed it even more this time. Like, all the character conflict and the relationships that are developed and how everything is paid off and everything kind of comes together at the end, I think it's just great storytelling. Yeah. Um, Solid. But I, something that I didn't pick up on as much now that I know the story and I could focus on some of the other things yeah. I think that Penny Marshall is doing something incredibly smart with the portrayal of casual sexism yeah mm. totally it's, and it's littered throughout it, yeah, the movie yeah. Well, it's, yeah yeah well it's it's throughout the movie but I think I mean yes there's a lot of the overt sexism like you've got to wear the skirts right. and you've got to go to etiquette class and all that so that you mean like the little jokes that they're saying and yeah stuff? Uh, Basically, basically every scene. No, not even. So that's like more overt. The things sure. like when the guy, when the dad, when Marla's dad is like, "Okay, honey," oh, and then right, he's right, like, right, right, "I got it." The men talk or whatever, yeah, yeah. Right. and then or John Lovett's grabbing. He's like, mm-hmm. "You're a pitcher," and he kind of yeah. grabs her arm. Every scene throughout, even when they go to the etiquette school, you know, the the woman who runs the etiquette right. school is commenting on the women's appearance and are they charming and sure. do they have the etiquette and all that. Which I think is amazing because I think what Penny Marshall is doing is some of this is sort of because it is a little bit hard to watch now because it's dated, right? Because it's, you know, it was what, 92? It was 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. So it's used for comedy in that sense of that's how it was used back in the day. You know, there's so much sort of casual sexist comedy in movies of the era. So I think she. Puts uh, not put it in there to do that, but some of it's in there for that. Like John Lovitz's character is pretty sexist. He's he's the most overtly, yeah. and I think like the movie knows that. Yeah, right. like the, but but a lot of that is he like, is also a dick to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's that my favorite line when he sits on the train and that guy that salesman's like he's like I know if I sell more units then I'll get a raise or whatever and he goes if I were you I'd kill myself. Right. So good. No, it's so totally good. true. Well, but so that's my point is that some of it is sort of with the comedy is specifically targeted of like John Lovitz is the funny character. Right. But it is so laid throughout Every single yeah, scene. Yeah. Exactly. Um, that, you know, even when... So there's a scene when Gina Davis goes to the bar because she tells everybody, like, hey, the chaperones are coming and we got to get out of here. And it's like a little kid drives her and he makes, like, a sexist oh, day. Right, like, Let's right. go on the back, honey. So I think what she's doing is allowing some of it to be more overt because that was sort of the norm of the time and, you know, kind of hiding it in plain sight almost of, like, look, it's John Lovitz. It's funny. But then it's woven out throughout every scene so intensely that what she's doing is showing this is what women have to go through in a way that even with this movie 
being a, you know the women in baseball a league of their own they the studio didn't want it to be so overtly you know women face horrible men all the time right, you know, like yeah. she you couldn't do in like a big studio comedy yeah it has to be you couldn't have do broad appeal as deep of a and, political and message so she's i think she's woven it out through in a, such a subtle way that watching it now yeah. it that we look for that stuff it's it's genius you know, yeah. the way that she was able to put that experience in there i just i noticed that throughout and i just thought it was amazing and the more and more every scene i noticed it happening and i i was really struck by it and i think you're getting to like the crux of why it was hard to watch because that you're right it's so beautiful and i i definitely would give penny the credit that she did that on purpose because it's so like every time i it was like a like a little stab yeah. in my heart i was like oh my god Ooh, god yeah. we like this is just such crap that we deal Ooh, with right I mean, everyone deal right there's a lot of that and i have to say i think part of the reason that that like you know, I was just fighting that this movie is so great, but like, God damn it, how are we not more progressive yet? Is is because what the movie is showing is uh, one half of feminism, yeah. right? And I'm so hungry in 2019 for us to hit the other half because right. you know the the one half is girls can be boys, but also we should be celebrating girls for being women. Like women right, should yeah. cry in baseball. Like we like if your hormones are telling right. you that that's appropriate, and like feminism is beautiful, and there is like differences, yeah. and we're we're not yet at a place in 2019 where we're celebrating that other half. We shouldn't have to be you. Like we should be celebrated for being us. Yeah, right. Totally. So but that's frustrating. It's just like celebrate the that differences up. that also bring us together as right. humans. But you can cry and play baseball. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, sure, there can yeah. be crying. That is right. true, and that's okay. It's appropriate. Right. Crying is a natural, uh, you know, emotional Kers- response to being cry. overwhelmed. We've seen Kershaw We've cry. We've all seen Paul okay. cry. Uh, okay. That's very, <laughs> very true. I live for like two hours now. Oh my god. <laughs> Paul, what did you think of this movie? I love this movie. Yeah. I think it's great. It might honestly be one of my favorite baseball movies. Wow. Um, you haven't seen Fever Pitch yet. <laughs> that is true. I hold I will hold my hold out for Fever Pitch. <laughs> oh, it sounds like you got a fever for Fever Pitch. Um, <laughs> not, say, not inaccurate. What was that all that all that feminist women are powering stuff we were just talking about? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Go Completely on. Completely null and void now. Go back to the talking about fever women pitch. fever jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> I agree. I think I love the I love that the, the heart of the story is about sisters, which is also about women empowerment mm-hmm. and how their competition throughout the movie kind of pushes each other down. But then at the la- at the end of their arc, they they use that ultimately to learn to lift each other up. Right. Yeah, which is awesome. And I love this movie in general. I really, really do. Um, we were talking about that idea of um, one step forward with progress and two steps back. Uh, I don't know if you guys listen to um, Revisionist History, Malcolm Gladwell's podcast. Sometimes. It's very good. I'm aware it yes. exists. It's very good. There's one episode where he I've talks about this. I've heard of podcasts. Sure, yes. Let's guess. interrupt him again. Please do. Please do. He has this idea, or it's not his idea. He talks about this idea uh, called moral licensing, which is... The idea that with progression, we won, we let one through, and we feel good about that, so we don't we feel inclined to mm. not keep going. Yeah. Mm. A good example would be Obama, right? Yeah. We elect mm-hmm. him and go, oh, okay, well, we did the one thing, we, we got one guy, the so black president, we don't have to do any more. We're fine, right? right? And that is a hundred percent what's going on here with the League of Their Own, where it's like, I can't, the AA, I can't be G- racist because I have a black friend. So precisely, <laughs> it's this idea of I did a good thing, so I can be bad now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can continue to do not progressive things, and so with the women playing baseball, it's like, oh, we let them play, 
But now the men are back, and they literally talk about it in the movie. Now the men are back, so you don't have to do this anymore. Don't We're good. We let anymore. you do it. Yeah. It was fun. Thank you so much. Now we don't much. have to do it anymore. So I thought that was a, a very sad theme to realize as the movie, and that's why I love this movie so much because it is so melancholy. And as to, to piggyback on what you were saying, I think it really does demonstrate this idea of progression with a clause, with like you did it, but that's it. It's over now. I mean, everything about this movie, too. So, like, we've obviously done a lot of, like, research on the story of the making of the movie. Right. But the studio said straight up to Penny Marshall, we don't think that a woman can handle the rigors of being a director. You right. Know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like, they didn't want her to make the movie. Because, Let alone a movie about baseball. Yeah. They thought that she couldn't handle the pressure of a big studio production making this movie of all movies it's like incredible i i know like so much progress has been made even since the 90s and you know and especially since the 40s but hearing things like that is what makes me feel a little bit better about 2019 it's like jesus there's just been it's crazy how many hurdles there are yeah yeah that we don't talk about enough (laughs) but it, it really i mean this is this is one of those movies for me that rises just to get back to like the filmmaking of it this rises above a sports movie like every character has some kind of arc yeah the performances are all note perfect like they're they're funny and there's pathos and there's drama you know it's like it's like what was the old i don't know if there's an old saying but it's like you gotta have laughs you gotta have it makes you laugh makes you cry it makes you excited it makes you scared it makes all those emotions are hit sexual tension never explored Tom Hanks laughs. Is Tom Hanks laugh? Like right. that's everything you need in a movie. It's it transcends the sport movie genre, but at the same time, it's like a great sports movie. Yeah, <laughs> there's. No, I mean, like the baseball presented true. in this movie is really good. It's so good that it makes me. I think I here I wrote down. This movie is so good that it does what great baseball movies do. It makes me think about how much I love baseball. God damn, I love baseball. Yeah, especially during that big game. It was just. It's it's one of the best big games. I think. Paced, it's so well paced. Yeah. It's so well cinematically presented. Yeah, you know exactly what's going on. It's, it's well so shot. clear. Everything is clear. I know yeah. what's gonna. I've seen it so many times. I know it's gonna happen. But yet I was still like on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Like who's gonna get the hit? What's gonna happen? <laughs> yeah. It's so well done. One thing that uh, we talk about a lot on the show is the the philosophy or the theory of the quote unquote big game. Yeah. Does a sports movie rely on just everything that comes down to the big game at the end? And then if our team wins, and then the movie is done, like, right away. Like, if the movie relies just on who wins the big game, it's not as good as if your character conflict is interesting, Mm -hmm. the relationships, and all of the other drama outside of the sports is interesting enough that it's not used as a crutch. That being said, the best sports movies, I think we can agree, are ones that... The sport is really the the sport in the movie is really exciting and interesting, and all that other stuff yeah. totally delivers. And I think this is the perfect example because you do have they a fuel big, each other. Mm-hmm. You do yeah. have a big game. The point of the big game is the character relationship that's right. been building the whole movie yeah. comes to a head, and then the climax of the movie, hap- well, not the climax, but the resolution of the movie, all happens after that. Of, right. As soon as the game is done, we go to the even more interesting conflict between the two sisters. Right. And that's the relationship that we end on, not the Peaches won the World Series right. and then the movie's over. Well, and then the sisters, and then it ends on the even bigger, broader conflict yeah, of the, women not the women honoring the women that played that together, we haven't played yeah, since. Absolutely. Would you say that baseball is its own character in this film? Mm. Wow. Yes, and I would say that. All baseball movies, good baseball movies, should. good baseball movies, yeah, should have baseball as its own character. I would say that 
sexism is a character in this movie. Yeah, sure. Because yeah. that's the other thing is like there's yes, there's some conflict with um, you know is the league going to run out of money or whatever. But the the bigger conflict is always overtly it's women can't play the game and then the subtly the, the subtle version you get some people even from the crowd who give you a lot of the moments that are like oh you're pretty good for yeah. a girl right. right you know it's always like qualified with, oh, you know, for a girl right you know kind right. of thing that's the both halves or of even the, if they're like wow they're so good they're girls and they're really good right. even yeah. that is still totally yeah. sexist because that yeah. that implies I'm surprised that girls could exactly. do this exactly right. right you know which is you know it's like a it it's it has to happen almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's this terrible growing pain that is just a response of progression, even though it sucks. Yeah. yeah, I do have one thing, one final thing that for myself here. I don't like it, but that weird qualifier. Uh, at the end, very very last thing at the end of the credits, one of the players argues with the ump. Mm-hmm. She's like, that wasn't a strike, blah, 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 blah. And he says, um, this is my opinion. Yesterday it might have been that might have been a ball. Tomorrow that might have been a ball, but today it's a strike. And for me, I really huh. took that home as to me that women had some progress in the past when he thought it yesterday may have been a ball. Oh. The future has more hope for progress where tomorrow it might be a ball. But today, it's a strike because you can't play baseball. What? That's how I kind of interpreted it on this round watching it with all the sexism wow. highlighting itself. And wait, that was in like, like game seven? or that That's was at the end of the very like end when of the Like when it's the older women playing? Yeah, yeah. Oh. The old lady, one of the older actual women Kicks dirt on the ump, and he says it might have been a ball yesterday, it might have been a ball tomorrow, but today it's a strike. Which is a cool baseball line in general. Yeah, Um, that is, and that's about baseball. 100%. Um, But it also, I feel like, is a broader metaphor for women in baseball. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, so before we finish talking about the movie and go to Inside Baseball, uh, this is a nice transition, actually. Big debate. Debate since this movie came out. Does Gina Davis drop the ball? Mm. On purpose mm-hmm. at the end. Yes. Interesting. Interesting theory. <laughs> Susan, do you have an opinion? My opinion is yes. <laughs> I think there's no. I mean, of course, there's a doubt. Uh, I want to see. I want to see the four-hour version of this film, and I, maybe there'd be some answers there. But mm. I think there's. I, I mean, there's no conclusive answer. That's a reason it's a debate. But in a world where you choose the storyline that makes the story more beautiful, it's yes. Yeah. That's true. So there's so a little bit of mm. a little bit of background. So yeah. uh, like we said, the conflict is Gina Davis is the catcher. She has the ball at the end. Kit is running home, plows through her, and Gina Davis drops the ball so that Kit's score counts, uh, and then the Bells win the game. It's sort of there are enough hints and clues on both sides to say maybe this was intentional, maybe not. So I wanted to find as much info as I as I could on this. Gina Davis says that she knows the answer. There is a definitive answer, and she will never tell. Oh, interesting. Uh, Lori Petty, who plays Kit, mm-hmm. she goes, oh, she absolutely didn't drop it on purpose. No, Kit wins. Like, right, right. She, she tweeted out, I guess, she was at the airport, and the, the guy at TSA was like, does, does Dottie drop the ball on purpose? And she was like, absolutely not. Like, Kit, <laughs> Kit finally wins. <laughs> This was based on so we'll we'll talk about who this who the the characters were based on in real life. But one of the inspirations was a sister combo, uh, Helen Callahan and her sister Margaret, who were both in the actual league. Helen's son Kelly made a documentary called A League of Their Own, which inspired this movie. Okay. Uh, Penny yeah. Marshall saw the documentary. The PBS. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. So the sister element, they, they these characters weren't necessarily inspired by them other than the sister rivalry right. part came from 
uh, Helen and Margaret Callahan. Helen Callahan, when she saw the movie, she saw it with her son. She, her son said, Helen loved it and felt that Penny had, quote, got it right. Mm. But she added that she would never drop a ball on purpose, <laughs> not for anyone, as Dottie does in the movie's big game climactic scene. It would have been a betrayal of her teammates. So unprompted, yeah. one of the inspirations was like, oh, they got it right, except I wouldn't have done it on purpose. <laughs> So right. She so kind of her interpretation is that it was. It was right. done interesting. I mean, they layer. I mean, the movie layers in so many things of like Dottie doesn't really care about baseball. That's not yeah. her big thing. Kit needs it, and like, right. Kit, like in all of this sister love, whatever. I mean, but they, Dottie up until that point had never compromised. Had never compromised. Yeah. To she Kit. quit the team. She left. Well, never took it easy on Kit because right. she was always constantly beating her at everything, yeah. and never and always was. Well, the there tough is a love moment person. she says. When Tom Hanks is like, is she done? And she's like, eh, she's she said she's, she's battling. Tr- she's battling, yeah. right? But then right. he says, but for real, tell me real. And then, and then she's on. So, but she took it, it yeah. took it easy on her at first. True. But I mean, but the, but but they're in a bigger conflict than we've seen the whole movie too. It's you know, true. like they're on these separate teams. Kit's right. not talking to her. She got traded. Kit's never been yeah. so mad. They got to this. They're in That's a bigger true. fury. Than I'd like ever to think before. that she didn't drop it on purpose because. Instead of being sad about them losing, like every other Peach was, Dottie is happy for Kit because Kit finally beat Dottie on her own terms yeah. and is happy for her sister's success. Mm-hmm. Happy to see her sister happy. I, I'm back and forth Interesting. so much okay. because I, I originally was like, definitely dropped it on purpose. Yeah. Because, again, it's all laid out throughout the whole movie. She's like, I don't, I don't need this. I don't want it as bad. I don't, you know, I don't care. Baseball is not the priority she yeah. cares about her husband and her family and she's like i want kids you know she doesn't even come back so i've been convinced and the first time i saw it i was like oh she definitely dropped it on purpose for her but i was thinking about it she also comes back to the game she had left right, yeah. and then she comes back so there is an argument to be made she could have struck out instead of gotten that hit there is an argument to me to be made of she finally cares about it as much because that's why she came back was to finish it and of course, she tells the pitcher, don't go easy on her. Right. And Kit overcomes her sister's advice. And then, of course, following that through line all the way through, yeah. overcomes her sister and, and finally wins. So that's the, there's character arc and growth on both sides of Kit finally has a spotlight, but also right. Dottie embraces. Tom Hanks says to her, like, right. you love it. You do love it after yeah. all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she denies and she denies and denies it and then she shows up. So, I don't know, that made me kind of go back in the other direction of maybe... And you're, and you're right that there is this whole Kit, like, should... Is it good that... Is Kit being stubborn by sticking to her guns all the time or is she right and she can do it? And then we see her be, you know what I mean? Definitely. Do it yeah. and, like, be her own voice versus... Like, is the is the older sister really wiser or, like, is the older sister not letting the younger sister grow? Which right. would be an argument for Kit really did it. And that's why that moment in the beginning of the movie is so good when she tells the grandchild... Uh, let her let your brother shoot more because he's shorter, and then fucking kill him yeah. to the little brother because <laughs> she's learned. I think for both Kit's arc and Donnie's arc, I think it works better in my mind if she didn't drop it on purpose mm, and I'm just sticking. And because that is a real betrayal of your team too. And so if I, yeah. I want to believe that women are playing baseball, you know, for real, and they're really doing it right, and we're yeah. not like. Oh. But she leaves her team, and she says at the end, she says, "But she comes many, back." You just said that, yeah. But then she says, "How many sisters do you think I got?" She See? loves her sister. She does love See? her sister, but I think because she lost and saw how happy her sister was, it her arc is complete. She goes, "Oh, I don't have to do this anymore. My sister's great. She she's great on her own terms. She did want it more than Dottie enough to barrel through her and cause her to drop the ball." I will say, I think it's just 
again, uh, Penny Marshall. It's, a, it's great that we're yeah. still arguing about it's it. It's yeah. perfectly filmed because yeah. if there was any hint, like mm-hmm. if Tom Hanks had asked her, like, did you drop it on purpose? Right. I thought he was going to call her out. If there was yeah. any hint, it would be lesser. But the fact that it's it happens and mm-hmm. there's no acknowledgement of the ambiguity, it's just yeah. presented, it's perfectly done. It's a beautiful film. It is. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a great movie. It's I mean, so, timeless. It's still entertaining. Yeah. yeah. It's it fires on all cylinders. Does it hold up to fever pitch? We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, let's go to some inside baseball. Woo! Inside baseball. Baseball inside the movie. That's, that's Paul. That was my Thank Paul. You. I mean, that was my uh, bat hitting a ball. Oh, that, that was nice. pretty good. Thank that you. made it even good. better. <laughs> this movie came out in 1992. Yeah. A couple things that were happening in baseball in 1992. It came out in July. How perfect is that? A lot of the movies, a couple of the other movies, you see a lot of baseball movies come out in April because it's like spring training, like baseball season starting, like it's the beginning. This is like July. Now, we know that we're a big ass movie. (laughs) You're going to come see us. Yeah. And they were right. Yeah, they were totally right. Uh, Yeah, it was a big financial hit too. It made double its production budget. Wow. Oh, wow. The Toronto Blue Jays won the World Series. They were the first Canadian team to do it. Yeah. And they would win again in 1993. Boom. Back to back. Go Canada. Yeah. They won back to back. It was pretty cool. I I remember thinking, like when I read that, I was like, oh, wow, back to back World Series. That's cool. And then I remember the Yankees. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Also in 1992, the Chicago Cubs traded George Bell to the White Sox okay. in exchange for a little guy named Sammy Sosa. Ooh. I don't know if you've heard of Sammy Sosa no, as a never. cub. Mm. <laughs> in September of 1992, towards the end of baseball season, Commissioner Faye Vincent received a vote of no confidence by the other owners, Whoa. and he was forced out to be replaced by Bud Selig. Welcome, guy. welcome <laughs> baseball's renaissance slash steroid era. <laughs> There also, last fun fact about uh, 1992, there was a real sort of pitching resurgence at the time. Mm. Again, this is 92 is like sort of just the end of pre-steroid era. Right. So before we had, you know, Mark McGuire going insane. So pitching was sort of better all across the league. Dennis Eckersley won the MVP and the Cy Young as a Dang. reliever, which Dang. is insane. Roger Clemens led the American League in ERA. I was, to, I was about to ask about Clemens. <laughs> Pitching Big fat sack of crap. Sorry, so sorry. That was me. That was me. Pitching for the Boston Red Sox. Susan, <laughs> uh, your team, if I recall. Uh, at that time, he's dead to me now. Also, the San Francisco Giants were shut out 18 times. Whoa. Which uh, was the most of the majors. Why did you have to just a general all the stats. General history. <laughs> yeah, it seems like you really targeted those to your audience. Just, oh, that was intentional. Those were the things that just, I, don't know, just, I randomly picked out yes, a couple. The early of 90s were not fun. <laughs> As a Giants fan. All right. Let's let's get serious here, guys. We got to talk about the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League. A A P B L. P G B. What is it? A- All American Girls Professional Baseball League. That's the one. I'm so glad we're finally. I don't serious. know why I put a G in there. The A A G because girls. Oh All-American damn it! A A G P B L. The whole it? point. It's a lot of. It's a terrible acronym. Agapapa. Yeah. <laughs> so the All American Girls Professional Baseball League, it ran from 1943 to 1954. It's crazy. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. Uh, it was founded by Philip K. Wrigley of the Wrigley family. Mm-hmm. Paul Harper, who I didn't look up who he was, and the third person, Branch Rickey, our guy. Branch! We love Branch Rickey. We have a recurring bit on this show that I like to delve into. It's called 
Why is his name Branch? <laughs> what kind of name is Branch? Have you ever met a Branch? I've met a Forest. Oh, really? That's close. But that's, that's close. I've heard, yeah, that's a name for sure. Right? Branch, not a name. No. I just want to say for the record, yeah. I like Branch Ricky because he helped to desegregate I'm baseball not, and start the I'm women's league. I'm not saying anything about Branch's character. Paul likes him because his name is Tree. <laughs> I just think, not only is his name Branch, but then his last name is a first name. So it's just right. a weird name Twiggy? all around. Twiggy? Twiggy was an English mm, model? That's you should true. call him Twiggy. You should call him... <laughs> Twiggy Ricky. <laughs> I just love that his name sounds like an old it's branch, and that's exactly what he is. It's true. I'm a big He's a piece of wood that grows off a tree. Yeah. I just am bamboozled that his name <laughs> is branch. Okay. Anyway. To each their own. Yeah. Okay. Before the league started, women had been playing baseball, not just softball, but baseball, for years. The first known women's baseball team was played at Vassar College. Yes. I want you to guess what year. I know. Susan like, could see my notes. Like 18... I already read this fact on my own. Yeah, I did wow. too. It's like 1860. Wow, cool, something. guys. <laughs> Way to do my fun little podcast game thing for the audience. I'm sorry that we can 1863? read. 1863? 1866. Oh. That's amazing. It's incredible, yeah. The Civil War ended. Yeah. And then women started playing baseball. That is pretty effing cool. If you think about that, that's nuts. Yeah. So at its peak, back to the... All American Girls Professional Baseball yep, League. Yep, yep, yep. The AAGPBL. <laughs> oh, you nailed it. Wow. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, you got it. At its peak, there were over 600 women playing in the league. Wow. Uh, the peak year, I think they said, was like 1948. Mm-hmm. It was 10 teams. And that's the year, sorry to interrupt you, but that's the year 43 is the year it started? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Through 48, was evidently, they were still throwing underhand, right? I, I think I read that. 48, yeah. 48 was also the year that they switched. Switched to overhand. They were allowing... Um, Which is interesting. Yeah, they had slight in the women's league. They had slightly different dimensions for the ball. Right. Um, the amount of feet between the pitcher's mound and home plate, and also the bases. It was all slightly different than the major league baseball rules right. and regulations. But in 1948, they pre 1948 they allowed underhand and sidearm. Mm. Post 1948, it was all overhand. Nice. Which we'll and get that's into. When it got popular. Interestingly uh, enough, you were saying. Well, so or at the height of its popularity. That was the height of its right. popularity. So interestingly enough, for its popularity, it was always popular. That's actually something that was not I saw that too, yeah. necessarily accurate in the movie. It was popular from its inception. Right. Huh. The thing is, where it suffered was when it expanded from. It started in only small towns in the Midwest, and it was hugely popular. When it first started in those locations, and people loved going to the games and to towns that didn't have a professional team to begin with, or they only right. had a minor league team, right, 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 which the minor leagues were slowed down because of the war and right. all that. It was bonanza's popular. It then went through a period in the late '40s where it tried to expand to big cities, and in big cities, it was a flop for a couple yeah. reasons. Actually, if we want to get really nerdy, this let's do it, baby. <laughs> It was it's, kind of it's already four hours long. <laughs> yeah, if you're still with us, you're gonna finish. Yeah. If not, then who cares? <laughs> Screw you. It was not pop. It was not financially successful in big cities because there was a large diversity of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Like if you could go to vaudeville and you know shows and concerts right. and stuff, right. Right, right, going right, to right. women's baseball, and there was probably still the you know the major leagues didn't shut down entirely. So well, yeah, they hired a bunch of minor baseball. league players, right? Yeah. So if you've got a diversity of of entertainment options. The Women's Baseball League did not stand out from that. Also, they suffered from playing in the large stadiums. In a small stadium, 
it was the, a smaller crowd could get a packed stadium. Right. The, right. And that's part of what they advertise is like it's always exciting. It's always a you know an insane crowd right. and a fun game. And right. The league is so intense and the players are so good in a giant stadium where it's three quarters empty because we're talking maybe ten thousand people out right. of a stadium built for forty. You know, it's not as you're sitting further away for the cheap seats, so yeah. the players are looking smaller, and it just wasn't as exciting of an event for those big cities, which sure. wanted more and intense entertainment. But for small cities, it was popular throughout its entire 10-year run, Right, basically. The most successful team was, in fact, the Rockford Peaches. They won four championships in wow. 45, 48, 49, and 50. Hey! Um, the other teams in the league, some of which would change names based on the cities, but they had the Milwaukee Chicks, the Racine Bells. I know, the Chicks, yeah. (laughs) Uh, The South Bend Blue Sox, the Kalamazoo Lassies, all of which I think we see in the movie, too. Oh, that's cool. We saw the South Bend and Racine, for sure. Yeah, when they're posting the names at the beginning, Mm -hmm. I think you can see a lot of these real team names. We also had the Kenosha Comets, the Minneapolis Millrets, the Fort Wayne Daisies, the Peoria Red Wings, mm-hmm. the Chicago Colleens, what? and the Springfield Sallies. Sallies? The, the Sallies. Sallies. Oh, boy. The Sallies and the Colleens. Oh, boy. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a lot to say about that. Yeah. A couple true things from the movie also. Again, the movie was really pretty accurate. It sort of condensed everything, yeah. but everything it presented was pretty accurate to how it actually happened in real life. So all the initial tryouts were held at Wrigley Field. There were only 60 women in the league for the first year. Mm-hmm. Uh, no African-American women throughout the entire duration of the league. Although we got that one wave in the movie, right? That was right. Like yeah. a little moment. nod a to beautiful, diversity. beautiful little scene yeah. where the ball kind of rolls away and you see an African-American woman pick it up and they're like, hey, throw the ball back. Yeah. And she throws it way over their heads. and To the catcher at home plate. Right. Yeah, to- over the... the the first base woman who's standing right. much closer. Right. Because skin like, color no. also doesn't play into your ability to play baseball. That's right. That is um, correct. <laughs> so that's as much as we got in the movie, but, but again, sadly, accurate. No African-American women. I mean, this is before Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier in 47. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so Women were selected for their talent, but also by a marketing team for, and I quote, wholesome feminine ideal. Oh, mm. oh my. Gams. They were high for the gams. Jeez. Oh, in the evening, women were, in fact, required to attend charm and etiquette school. Wow. They also received a beauty kit to look as attractive as possible. <laughs> oh, no. They had to wear lipstick at all times. Oh, my God. They were not allowed to cut their hair short. Oh, that reminds me of a mm. team that we still have going on today. Yankees still have some <laughs> fascist policies. <laughs> I was like, lipstick? <laughs> no, they skipped The that. beard. Wow. Yeah. Why they're terrible. Sorry, is that not what this podcast is about? Wait, you don't you don't like the Yankees? No, I'm not a big fan. Because uh, they're fascists. Please uh, go on. <laughs> Each team did, in fact, have a woman chaperone, just like in the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. They were not allowed to smoke or drink in public places. Broke that rule. And the men ball players were hired as the managers as... Seen in the movie, a right. huge part of the marketing. A big part of the uh, marketing was come and see Major League Stars manage right. the women right. who right, will right, also right, play right, a game. Right. Makes sense. I found a lot of history on www.aagpbl, which is you All American it. Girls Professional Baseball yep. League. Wow, is, this is it's your thing. Aagpbl.org, which is the official site of the All American Girls Women's. Uh, Again? I was on such a roll. <laughs> 
You could um, do an acronym. Uh, ac- uh, what is it? An acronym? Acronym. Acronym. We can't even say acronym, nope, and he's nailing the actual thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I would encourage everybody to go to the website to check it out. There are tons of articles. There are essays about the history, about the different players. There are amazing photographs all about the history of the league. There's a ton about the movie as well, which is pretty cool, about Penny Marshall nice. championing this league. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a really cool resource if you want to learn more about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Go check out the actual official website. There's also information about baseball museums that have exhibits on women in the women's league all throughout the country, not just the Hall of Fame. There's also a women's Hall of Fame, which I didn't know. Ooh, pretty cool. I don't know where it is. Okay. <laughs> We've arrived <laughs> at the... <laughs> every podcast, Paul asked me a question <laughs> on the research. And all and I'm just like, ah, I don't know. Uh, there's also a search function for every team, every season, and every player who ever played in the league. Oh, cool. And there's, yeah, a history wow. about all of that. So it's really cool. You can check out just like, you know, how the team was doing. They bombed the first half, and then they dominated the second half and came back to the playoffs and, right. and all that. Um, there's also, you can find the official rules of conduct, which included, as part of the charm school that they had to go to, these are all things that they had to do, the women had to do, while they were playing in the league. There was a beauty routine, a general beauty routine, to look good right. throughout the duration of the league. There was a morning and nightly beauty routine. Oh, Jesus. There was an eye routine called window to the soul. What? There what does was, that even mean? There was a... Well, the eyes are the window to the soul. That's a saying. Right. This is what using the, it as Yeah, but what was like routine? cucumbers on the eyes, yeah. maybe? Like, yeah, it's all, it's all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, there was a hair routine called Women's Crown of Glory. Wow. There was a mouth routine. There was a hair routine. There was a face routine, ironically named All Beauty Comes From Within. <laughs> mm, that's very good. Good trolling. There right. was a... There is a post-game shower and beauty routine, which is as follows. Shower well and soap the skin. Dry thoroughly to avoid chapping or chafing. Apply cleansing cream to face and remove with tissue. Oh my god, this is giving me like silence of the lambs. Like this is when somebody puts on the lotion. The next one is wash face with soap and water. Apply skin treatment. Apply rouge moderately but carefully. Apply lipstick with moderate taste. Apply eye makeup if considered desirable. Apply powder. And then check all cuts and abrasions and minor injuries. And now you're ready to play baseball. (laughs) Right. And your cuts should be the last thing you care about. Your lipstick is way higher on the list. Basically what this is saying is after the game, make sure you look pretty and then worry about if you're injured. And did we say this yet? Like all the cuts and scrapes and stuff that are in the movie are real because they were really playing. So those were all like real stuff. Yeah, Yeah. which is cool. I liked that. There was concussions throughout, I guess. I can relate. I saw an interview with um, Kit, Lori Petty, is that her name? Sure. Um, And Penny Marshall, and they were talking, they were doing sliding practice with slip and slides. Hmm. And then like a couple girls would go and then they both got concussions. Two girls got concussions right away. And then Lori Petty was like, they were like, nope, stop that. And then they tried... they were doing foul ball exercises with once they got the period gloves because they were using just modern day baseball gloves, but the period gloves don't really have webbing between yeah. the fingers and Yikes. the balls they were catching and going right through and hitting them in the Yikes. nose. Oh, a couple Jeez. girls got broken noses. Oh no! Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was harsh. Well, after that, they better put on their makeup before they. Hundred percent. Sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Maybe you can contour that broken nose. Out. <laughs> just make sure it's not there. Nice use of contour. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm married. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the 
that's the sort of general outline of the I can the see, League. like, the newsreel where they're, like, breaking down the routine, their nightly routine. And then after they powder their face, they ice the pretty gams, like that whole right. thing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's terrible. Gams are calves, but that's, yeah, that's great. Is that a calf thing? I wonder what the... I, I think, wonder what the... I think. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, they ice their calves. <laughs> I wonder what the... I mean, you mentioned the Yankees. Gams is like, the only word I know. It's <laughs> derogatory from that period of time. It's so cute, though. It's Can we keep word. the cute derogatory term? It's a good one. Oh, uh, wow. Guys, wow. <laughs> I wonder what the most... I mean, you mentioned the Yankees is... I, I mean, wish no I had Short hair and... <laughs> short hair and no facial hair. I wonder yep. what the most outrageous... Like clauses in the contract. Uh, I think it's Yankees. I think it's those. I'm gonna say goddamn Yankees. I'll bet there's other. I'll bet there's there's not as bad as those guys. That's the only one. That's right. Pablo Sandoval. Why do you know about that, Paul? (laughs) I know. Pablo Sandoval was on Instagram when he was on Red Sox. Was yeah. he, when he was a Red Sox? How do you... Is that a? Is that the On the Red term? Sox. He was a Red Sox player. I we do believe he's Red still Sox being player. paid by the Red Sox. Right. <laughs> he, was, he was pooping during the game. <laughs> and he was on Instagram. I liked the picture. And they were like, dude, what's wrong with you? I think it was like, I think it was like a model, too. I think yeah, it was he like, was being creepy. I th- yeah, I think he wrote like... And then they fired him and gave him eight... Um, Fuck ton of money. <laughs> I believe they still... Now he's on him, the Giants. I believe they still owed him like... 90... Like 80 million, probably? Uh, it was a ninety-five million dollar contract wow. for I think, I think they owed him fifty-five. Yeah, damn. I think they're still paying. Hundred percent, they are. That's yeah. really yeah. an encouragement to take more selfies pooping on the toilet if you want to retire early. You know? Oh no, no, he got his money and then was like, "Great, I don't it was give a, a contract, shit about yeah. baseball." And that's why the Giants signed him because, like, we don't have to pay you. Anything. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, what the Red Sox signed him. Yes. and he was like, "Great." I'm done. Oh, yes. That's what I'm saying. Instead of playing, now I can go. That's just... what I'm saying. It's encouraging yeah. you to take poop selfies because like, because then you just get paid for doing nothing. That's true. That's right. true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, Not nothing. Poop selfies are a lot of work. <laughs> it well, it a... sounds like you know a lot about that. <laughs> Want to walk us through the steps? <laughs> you got to find contour. your lighting. Um, <laughs> let's talk about some better players than yes, Pablo Sandoval. Yes, let's do. Specifically, one of our favorite things to do on the show, a top mm. five. Let's top, top five. So if you go back and listen to the Take Me Out to the Ball Game episode, we talk about our f- top five women in baseball who are not players. Yes. Part of the plot of that movie is a woman owner, which is super fun. Go check out that episode. This is going to be our top five women players, specifically from... The A-A-G-P-B-L. You got it. Wow. By the time we get to the B, it's like, oh, what? <laughs> I know. What you don't want to mess up. Oh, there's still more letters. <laughs> So, again, just, just a couple of facts about the women players in the league. Over the course of the league, yeah. there were 600 players who. I can't who believe it. 1948, so the war ended and it was still ju- the most popular as it was. The war ended and it went on for like. Yeah, seven, another 10 six, years. Seven more yeah, years. That's yeah. crazy. There are so many amazing stories. I was researching this for the past couple of days. There are a lot of amazing stories. It was actually really hard to like narrow it down to just, that just all, top yeah. five. So I don't even want to say top five. Just like Top five that Andrew had time for. Yeah, <laughs> these are five standout ones. A little asterisk. Over the course of the 10 years of the league, there were five perfect games. Wow. Two of them were pitched by the same person. Whoa. Dang. Who? She's on the list. We'll get there. Okay. A couple... A couple <laughs> Just real quick. The a couple, suspense is I'm killing very me. Very excited. 
Just for quick, a couple of honorable mentions again, because it was so hard to narrow it down. Right. I just want to mention some... It's 600 girls over the... I know. Women. I just want to mention some amazing... Let's do top 600. <laughs> <laughs> In 600 place. <laughs> you know, just a couple of standout performances, which I think are so amazing. So there was a woman named Joan Weaver. She hit 429 Ooh. in the 1954 season. Dang. Dang. Everyone thinks that Ted Williams... I was going to say, Ted Williams got nothing on that. I know. Yeah. 429. That's incredible. Wow. That's, That's amazing. Too good. That's literally pretty much half the time you're going to get. A woman named Sophie Curious had 201 stolen bases. What? In 1946. Dang. We did wow. Billy Hamilton. That's a lot of sliding That's in a fast. skirt. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of sliding in a which, skirt. Which I do. I hate that they're wearing skirts and it's stupid, but the phrase dirt in the skirt, very good phrase. Very good phrase. Very Excellent good. marketing. Oh. Yeah. Because they yelled that anytime they slid, like, turn the skirt, turn the skirt, and they would yeah, slide. Yeah, yeah. Very good rhyme. It's painful, though, to slide Oh, out. Jesus you know what Christ. I mean? That's yeah. rough. I played slow pitch softball for a while and I yeah. wore shorts. <laughs> I would not slide. There's no, <laughs> I, hell, no fucking way yeah. I would slide. Josephine D'Angelo struck out three times in 108 games in 1943. She only struck out three times. She only Tony Wow. That's I know, so. yeah. Three times in wow. 108 games. That's, That's not even wow. plate appearances. That's right. games. Wow. That's incredible. Dora Sims is one of the best players in the history of the league. She was the only player selected for the All-Star team as both an outfielder and as a pitcher. She won a batting crown, a batting title in 1949. She won the home run title in 1952. And she pitched the perfect game in 1947. Wow. That's incredible. Doris. Doris. She pitched the perfect game and she won... She's the, the Babe Ruth. Yeah. yeah. I, well, so as you'll see, there are a lot of Babe Ruth. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> She's Baby Ruthie. Oh, That's boy. a full circle sound line. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, all of these women, all those, and that's not even the list. Those are the honorable mentions. But all of those women and all of these women that we're about to talk about, on all of their Wikipedia page, every single one, it says she then like went on in relative obscurity until the 1990 movie right. League of Their Own came out, right. Penny Marshall's movie, and then experienced late life stardom or whatever. In the yeah. in the same interview, Penny every Marshall. single one, every oh, single geez. one was like the ones that were alive. nobody knew about these oh. women until this movie came out, and then it. Thank changed you, everything. Penny Marshall. She said in the interview after the movie came out because it was like a couple years after the movie had come out that the women now they go on like. To, they tour the country yeah. and they like wow. go to baseball That's events so and get cool. they yeah, sign autographs yeah. and they get money for it, which is awesome. Yeah, Kit was talking to Penny Marshall about the movie and Penny Marshall was saying that one of the reasons that she made it was that she just wanted, she wanted to give women jobs. Yeah, and it's like wow. like That's all cool. over That's that movie, so there's so cool. many That's jobs amazing. that she gave. Yeah, That's so and then cool. and then Kit made a joke that she also gave jobs to the women uh, that played the game because then they made money That's <laughs> by awesome. signing autographs. That's and stuff. great. Yeah. Penny Marshall, thank you. So thank cool. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, this is in no particular order. This is not rated five to one or whatever. This is just, these are okay. our, in no particular order, top five women. The first woman on our list is Dorothy Kamenchek. So Dorothy Kamenchek, we talked earlier about the sister relationship came yep. from those two other women. Dorothy Kamenchek, though, is the player who Gina Davis's character is most based on. Okay. Hmm. She was one of the maybe two women who was sort of regarded as the all-around best player in, in the entire league. Right. Dang. She was a Rockford Peach. She played for 10 seasons. Hmm. She was a seven-time All-Star. She played both outfield and first base. Nice. She led the league in batting average in 1946 and then again in 1947. 
and she struck out only 81 times in 3,736 plate what? appearances. What? I strike out every third time. <laughs> <laughs> Not great as an adult. It's insane. That's an insane ratio. She struck out crazy. fewer than 100 times wow. in 10 years. Uh, I'm so, Yeah, in 10 years. She was considered one of the best best athletes, period, of her time. And she was recruited for a men's baseball team in Florida. Ugh. But she believed oh. that it was just done as a publicity stunt. Oh. And she turned them mm. down. Even though What it, year was that? Oh. Sorry. <laughs> I'll poke the hole. So, uh, man, sorry, yeah, man. That's cool. <laughs> Probably during the league, maybe. Right. Oh, yeah. It was like during the height of her career. Sure. And she yeah. said no, and she stuck with the women's league. Right. She is part of the permanent exhibit of the Women's League at the Hall of Fame. Cool. But she was also inducted into the National Women's Baseball Hall of Fame in 2013. After her playing career, she received a degree in physical education from Marquette University. And then she was a physical therapist at the Los Angeles Crippled Children's Services Department. What? And later the supervisor of physical and occupational therapy at L.A. County Children's Services for her career. What a goddamn hero. I know, it's amazing. Okay. That's awesome. Wow. I'm so glad we don't call things crippled children's services anymore, <laughs> no, yeah. but that's great. <laughs> it's a little dated. Uh, a little dated. Um, Jesus. Just a Tiny Tim Cratchit. I was uh, just going to say that. That was the joke on the tip of my tongue. I was literally like, what's his name? What's his name? Um, In 1999, Dorothy Kamenschuk was selected as the 100 greatest female athlete of the 20th century by Sports Illustrated. Well, there we go. Deservedly so. Dorothy Kamenschuk, we take our hats off to you. Uh, Only Paul's wearing it. No, I can't take it off. He's got to have buns on. (laughs) I got to have buns on. Uh, Metaphorically, we take our hat off to you. Great. Okay, next one on our list is Connie... Oh, shit. I should have... Wisanowski. Thank you. Do you want to say it? Sure. Connie Wisanowski. Connie Wisanowski. Connie Wisanowski is the other woman who's regarded as the best sort of all-around player of the league. I'm quoting this. This isn't them. This is me. I'm calling her the Babe Ruth of the women's league. Okay. (laughs) Her actual nicknames at the time, she was called the Polish Rifle Mm -hmm. or the Iron Woman Mm -hmm. because she threw so hard. Dang. She was a starting pitcher and an outfielder. Okay. Uh, As we've said, in 1948, pre-1948, all the women had to throw underhanded. Post-1948, they all throw overhanded. Yeah. A lot of outfielders became pitchers because they're already used to throwing overhand. Right. Oh, that makes sense. Mm, that does make sense. That happens in, in the college to minor sometimes they'll have yeah, outfielders totally. switch. Well, it, I found that a lot where the a lot of these women were like pitchers, they're amazing pitchers and amazing hitters. Right. And it's like it reminded me of athlete, young athletes today. It's like, well they just do everything. Right. <laughs> they just they just play That's every so position. Yeah. She was a semi pro softball champion before joining the women's league with the Milwaukee Chicks. She excelled at pitching by learning to pitch with minimum amount of effort so that she was a model of consistency. Uh, Also, though, she could throw underhanded in the 90s. Whoa, holy shit. That's nuts. Damn. I didn't know anyone could do that. I know, that's ridiculous. (laughs) I would love to see... Whoa. A woman throw underhanded in the 90s. I know. They come in and just like strike out like Mike Trout and Bryce Harper. <laughs> like, how cool would that be? I It'd would be super it. cool. Is that on a, norm, a normal distance man or is that on a softball it was a, distance? Uh, so is it, it like was, the equivalent to 90 uh, miles per You know, no, do it was, that conversion? No, it was 90 miles an hour. It was, it was a shorter. It right. wasn't quite as. Sh- I think the women's league dimensions were sort of split between baseball and softball. That makes sense. They were. Further away than softball, and there right. was a mound in softball. There was no mound at the time, right? But not quite sixty feet six inches. Got it, got it, got it. That's amazing. 
Connie won a uh, championship series with the chicks in 1944. That okay, name. here you go, Paul. This is, this is for, for you. Okay. If you think yeah. Madison Bumgarner's Uh-oh. postseason heroics I do. are they, impressive. They are. Uh, they are. Listen, <laughs> listen to Connie. Oh, God, I can't do it. Wisnowski. Listen to Connie, Connie Wisnowski. In the seven-game championship series okay. in 1944. Yep, yep, yep. Wisnowski. Mm-hmm. Wisnowski went 4-1. With a point four zero ERA in five complete games. That's what? In a seven-game series. What? <laughs> she did lose one, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> wow. Yeah, she That's pitched, crazy. She pitched, and this is after her beauty routine. That's <laughs> so true. She pitched right? five complete games, a point four ERA, and included two shutouts. What? Wow. In the World Series. That's amazing. What? That's nutso. Can you Connie Wisnowski. Connie Wisnowski. Uh, she holds the all-time postseason record for four wins in the postseason. Hmm. In 1945, she was the player of the year. Mm-hmm. She went 32-11. and 11, Which, by the way, that's an insane amount. Yeah. If a pitcher pitches 30 games, we're like, well, they did great. That's, <laughs> she that's, won 32. Won 32, lost 11. Who knows how many were no decisions. And she had a .81 ERA. Wow. Whoa. In wow. 1948... Uh, that's what, again, we said the league converted to overhand only all underhand and sidearm pitching was prohibited. prohibited so she became a hitter and promptly hit 289 and then led the league in home runs. <laughs> wow. That's why, Beast. that's why she's the Babe Ruth. She's wow. Babe Ruth. She awesome. That's crazy. She was on four all-star teams. She led the league in ERA in multiple seasons with a sub one ERA. She's one of only seven pitchers to have more than a hundred wins in the league in her career. Her, Career record was 107 to 48, and she had multiple seasons with 30 plus wins. She also holds the all time record for best winning percentage in the league with 0.690 winning percentage. The first half of her career, she was a pitcher, the second half of her career, she was a hitter in the outfield, and she had a 290 career average. Uh, she also had, last fun fact, mm-hmm. she, she was the Barry Bonds of her era <laughs> with the Barry Bonds size paycheck. Oh. The, Whoa. Okay. The low-end paycheck was about $55 a week. Mm-hmm. The high-end paycheck was 125 I want you to guess what her weekly paycheck was. A high paycheck was 125 per Per week. For per, an average like, woman for player. For the, the, uh, the average salary for a woman player. $500. No, Jesus, that's oh. crazy. <laughs> Two fifty. Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like every time I make you guess, I'm like, it's hey, always Paul, terrible. Guess this yeah. thing, and then you it's guess way very over. Bad, yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna get him. He's gonna come up short and then be amazed. <laughs> I rue. I break the game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's Connie Wisanowski. Wisanowski. That's it. That's two. That's two. Two down. Number wow. three. Okay. Sophie Curious. So she was nicknamed Tina Cobb. She was an incredible all-around athlete. Tina Cobb, that's very good. Tina Cobb, yeah, that's the that's her nickname. Uh, she was an incredible all-around athlete. At age 14, she scored a record setting 4,693 points out of a possible 5,000 points in a pentathlon. Okay. She was then the MVP of the Michigan State Basketball Tournament. Wow. Wow. She was then a star softball player and then joined the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League as one of their founding members. Mm-hmm. She played for the Racine Bulls, uh, the Racine Bells, excuse me, uh, which is Kit's team from the movie. Right, right. She played for nine seasons. She's interesting because she was by far the greatest base stealer in oh. the entire league. So in 1946, she reached base 
215 times and then Dang. stole 201 bases wow. in 203 attempts. That's what? Crazy. In 203 attempts? So she was caught twice. Wow. What? And then almost 100% of the time got a base, stole a base, was oh successful. Wow. Goodness. In, that was in 1946. She was the player of the year. In her career, 80% of the time she reached base, she would then steal at least one base successfully. Wow. 80% of the time. That's bonkers. She averaged 105 steals a season, averaged 100, uh, sorry, 150. Mm-hmm. She averaged 150 steals a season from 1944 to 1955. I got everything wrong in that. 150 steals a season <laughs> from 44 to 50. Wow. So for six years, that's, that was her average. Wow. She must have been covered in bruises. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's, yeah, her career high is 201 in 1946. Yeah, poor that is still 201 steals. Yeah. That is still a professional baseball record. Wow. wow. Ricky Henderson's yeah. single-season record is 130, wow. which he set in 1982. And that's 71 more stolen bases. A lot more. She also has the world record for most stolen bases in her career, which is, uh, or held that. Uh, it was 1,114 stolen bases, which is more than Ty Cobb. And her mark was unsurpassed by any male player until Ricky Henderson in 1994. Wow. For a career. She was named to four all-star teams. And after her career ended with the league, she went back to playing softball and played for four more seasons there, too. So, wow. Yeah. Dang. Sophie Curious, you're Sophie amazing. Sophie Curious. Woo! Snap, snap, I was snap, so snap. curious before, and now. Oh, okay. Nice. Sophie I don't curious. think you should have a podcast anymore. <laughs> you're doing great, <laughs> That's man. That's fair. You're That's doing fair. great, man. <laughs> number four. Right, number four. Dorothy. Or number two, I guess. Depends on which way you're going. Uh, Arbitrary. Number four is uh, Dorothy Schroeder. She was also nicknamed Dottie. Okay. Um, she cool. is noted for her long career. Mm. So... Uh, Dorothy Schroeder was the youngest founding member of the league, so she played in the first season. She started at age 15. Whoa. Jesus. She's the only person to play all 12 full seasons of the league. Wow. A-A-G-P-B-L? Oh. so good. Was that right? P-C? A-A-P-G. No, A-A-G-P-B. Yeah, yeah. I think, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> you know, I wonder why this back will find out. After the G, it's like a, it's a fucking it's all downhill. It's the P-B-G. Those yeah, together, are just, no that's a real mouthful. Yeah, because they're all E-E-E-E. Right. Yeah. You guys are doing great. Linguistics. Thank you, thank you. Really good. You'll get there. She A-A-G-P-B-L. played the whole time? She played, she's the only person to have played all 12 full seasons. Okay. Not only that, when the league closed down... There was a touring team of 11 All-American girls that toured across the U.S. and Canada and played against male teams. What? And she played with them for four seasons after the league closed down. Women and men together? Can it be true? (laughs) It happened. One time it It happened. It can't, Tyler. It can't. So she played for a record 15 seasons of professional baseball. 15 seasons now is like a good career. That's a fantastic career. It's insane. Uh, she won two championships in 1943 and 1954. She's by far the lead, uh, the league leader in games played. She played 1,249 games. She's second all-time in hits. She's third all-time in home runs. And also, this is a great fact that I found, a baseball historian estimated, just because of the touring and the length of her career, that she signed more, autograph- more autographs than any other woman player in all of the... Oh, league. shit. That's yeah. cool. Damn. So she's a league leaguer in autographs, too. <laughs> uh, Dorothy Schroeder, you're awesome. Yeah, Dorothy. Woo-hoo! 
And number next... Number five, and again, in no particular order, is Jean Fout. Jean hmm. Fout, this, this is like straight up at the top of her Wikipedia page. It's like, Jean Fout is considered by historians as the greatest overhand pitcher in the entire uh, All-American Girls. I think I may have read about this person. Yeah. She's a badass. Yeah. Here's, here's some stats. Two-time player of the year out of eight seasons. So she won a quarter of her career. She won player of the year. Wow. Four-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion winner, six total playoff appearances. Twice she won the Triple Crown in pitching in 52 and 53, which is leading the league in wins, strikeouts, and ERA. Wow. Which she also did in all three of those categories separately in their own seasons as well. Crazy. Wow. Yeah, she's insane. She's the all-time leader in uh, ERA. She's second all-time in wins. And she pitched two perfect games in 1951 wow. and 1953. That's... Whew. That's crazy. Yeah. One of the reasons... And she, she was, did it with a perfect face. Yes. Oh, my God. Cucumbers in her eyes and uh, can you, lipstick in perfect position. Can you imagine, though, for real, can you imagine pitching a perfect game? Yeah. And then going to the showers. Yes. Putting on makeup. Yeah, yeah. And then going home... And cooking your husband like a pot roast or something. No. <laughs> no. Like Insane. these women are your heroes. These oh, are yeah. amazing. Freaking like all like every guy that pitched a perfect game is just like, ah, oh, they're just like yeah, drunk. And, yeah, right. They're Jimmy, stuff. they're Jimmy. They're Jimmy yeah, from yeah, this film. They pee for fifty-three sex seconds and then don't like are like women of a dating. Or whatever, sleeping with. She's just some, one of those. I, could just, I like, don't think he was that kind, yeah. yeah. Can you imagine Jean Fowl just like making a pot roast or something and thinking in her head like, I pitched the perfect game. Right. Again. That's insane. <laughs> one of the reasons that she was so successful, actually, as a pitcher was she grew up playing baseball with her brothers. Mm-hmm. And she was used to throwing overhand mm-hmm. from playing with them. Makes so sense. she, when the league transferred over to all overhand pitching... She was a little more accustomed to it than some of the softball players who were coming in. All right. I have a whole thing about that later. Uh, whole thing. She had a baby in 1948, like right in the middle of her career. Whoa. Also, uh, she said, you know, during uh, the perfect game, <laughs> right. she popped it out and then pitched one more. So, like, you know, for one reason or other, whether they were unmarried or their husbands were away mm-hmm. in the war, most of the women were kind of hanging out, single women during this time right um but she said i had to go home take care of my family cook and clean and all those other things that's so hard that's so many things that's crazy too much things wow she's my favorite right now she's my favorite she also uh had a very analytical mind (gasps) a woman with an analytical mind (laughs) it's a detriment to society i tell you oh my god (laughs) what do you mean she would remember She would remember pitching sequences to opposing hitters and then vary them from game to game. She said, part of my success was that in my mind, I could record the order of pitches I threw to each girl so that they never saw the same thing twice. Before, and that's before like analytics. Yeah, it's like 60 years before Moneyball. Before anything, <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. pitch sequence framing. Now they just fucking get it printed out for them and it's waiting in the like, <laughs> locker room. What couldn't she do? She said, I was a mathematical whiz in school. They never know what was coming, so they just have to guess. Wow. It's amazing. And Jean yeah. didn't even need a catcher then, right? So that she could just make her own calls. She That's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she still need to catch her. Probably shrugged her off any call. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. I got this. I got this. I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, just to drive home the point, if you're not convinced. So Jean Fout. Pretty good, right? Uh, so far. Incredible. Pretty good. Yeah. I want to get back to this thing about how she pitched two perfect games. In case you're not yet convinced. Yeah. During the league, mm-hmm. five perfect games were pitched. 
out of a total possible 9,578 opportunities. Whoa. That translates to one perfect game out of every 1,916 chances. Okay. She did two. Three of these five that were pitched in the women's league were pitched during the underhand pitching period, which was from 1943 to 1947. Two of them, the other two perfect games, were pitched during the overhand pitching style from 1948 to 1954. Both of these were pitched by Gene Fowl. Wow. Since the founding of the National League in 1876. Wow. So from the founding of the National League in 1876 to 2018, opposing pitchers have had over 210,000 games to throw perfect games during a regular season, a feat accomplished only by 23 pitchers in more than a century of major league play. That's crazy. That equates to approximately one perfect game in every 17,809 opportunities. No major league pitcher has ever been perfect twice in their professional career. Wow. And Gene Fout did it. Dang. That's incredible. Gene Fout. Gene Fout. Gene Fout. Gene Fout. Gene Fout. Yeah is still alive today. What the heck? Living in South Carolina. She's 93. And if you're listening to this, oh, hell yeah. come on the show. Come on the show. Because we think you are amazing. That's wow. incredible. The fact that no one knows, that we don't know about yeah. her, most people don't know, that's very sad. Know, that's... My mom's name is Jean. Just a fun oh, fact. Nice. Just a fun fact. Nice. My grandma's name was Jean. Wow. Look at that. <laughs> Jean. We're going to cut that out, right? She liked to call herself Mean Jean. The cheating wow. machine. That's My mom loves it when people go hygiene and she goes cleanliness. <laughs> that's awesome. That's pretty good. That's a good joke. Really good. Thank you. Every, but every time. Uh, uh, we also <laughs> like Gene Fout. You're amazing, Gene Fout. You're Come amazing. on the podcast. We'll Seriously. get you on the episode with Tom Hanks, maybe. That's amazing. So those are those are five amazing women players. That's crazy. Out of 600 amazing women players. Yeah. Those are just five. Go out and read with I our thoroughly enjoyed them. They're insane. I thought you were going to bring up, and then I realized it wasn't, she didn't play in the league. Have you heard of Jackie Mitchell? She evidently... Legend has it is she struck out Babe Ruth oh, and Lou Gehrig yeah, in succession. Yeah. <laughs> she played some minor league game when they were down there and I she struck to, them both out. Did, did we talk about her? It's possible. I feel like we researched her to talk about and then we didn't and now we haven't again. And Correct. Just yeah. messed up. Sorry. Sorry, Jackie. Jackie. Yeah, that's All American Girls Professional Baseball League and five amazing Hall of Fame players. Crazy. That I got to play during that time. Well, thank you, Andrew. That was lovely. Yeah, I mean, it's again, it's amazing history. Go and check it out. There's so much more that we didn't cover. I just, that was the one thing I discovered. There was so much, and I wanted to include everything, as I'm sure yeah. you found. Well, I, as I watched the movie, I wanted to know why women play softball and not baseball. Okay. Because mm. I was, as I was watching, and I was thinking about that thing I talked about. How it's the ending's so beautiful, but it's also mel- it's sad that it's like, oh, here, yeah, we champion you, but also there's nothing for modern day women to do mm. except for softball. And I was thinking, like, but why? Why is there no baseball league for women? Today. Why does it have to, right today? Right. Yeah. Like if you look at basketball. It's they play pretty much normal basketball, right. hockey. Literally every sport is the same for women. It's just women, right? Right. But softball is its own fucking sport. It's a different sport entirely. Right. So I wanted to know. So I was doing research, and first I was like, I'll look up the origins of softball. Maybe that'll be in there. But like the history, yeah. Can I make a guess? Because I don't know the answer. Sure, yeah. But can I make a guess? But yeah. I'm pretty sure the answer is just because like they thought women were weak and we couldn't handle the That's same kind of ball guess. and like. It's that. a good guess. But that is incorrect. Okay. Oh, boy. The, the basically what I found was is it is it yeah <laughs> incorrect because 
like we're better than that, or is it incorrect because it's worse than that? Neither, really. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. It's an interesting. I'll take that. It's basi- okay, so basically, what I found was <laughs> the history of softball because I really wanted to know why only women play softball. And when I found the history of softball, <laughs> Paul was like, "All I want to do is play softball. I just want to play softball. <laughs> I'm excluded um, as a man." <laughs> what what I found was that leaks. like the history of it is celebrated because like the people that love softball love softball and they don't see it as an issue right mm. and so then i started I had to delve further into the problem and then i found a lot of articles about the same thing like hey why don't women fucking play baseball instead of softball so what i found with the history of softball i'm gonna run it down real quick softball was basically an accident invite invented by bored men <laughs> um it was in 1887 wow. on thanksgiving day and I found this story, like variations of it. It's kind of urban legend now, but there's like, I found this everywhere. But it was 1887. Loose. 1887, Thanksgiving. Wow. Bunch of dudes in Chicago on Thanksgiving. They were at the Farragut Boat Club. They were waiting uh, for the results of the Yale Harvard football game. Of they course. Bored as hell. And then allegedly, when Yale was announced the winner, a uh, Yale alumni playfully threw a boxing glove at a Harvard supporter who was holding a broomstick or a stick um, and he swung at it and hit it and then <laughs> and then this other guy George Hancock who was also there a reporter for the Chicago Board of Trade jokingly called out play ball and then they all were like oh we can actually kind of play baseball here because they were like in a gym they're inside and they drew lines and then the, for the rest of the night they played this new inside baseball game wait 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 yeah what? Are you fucking serious? I'm 100% dead serious. <laughs> this, this, this is the origin softball. of softball. So yes. men Literally, playing. board men created this game to Yale play. Yale Harvard board men. Literally, it, what, what did I write down? It's There's uh, like Basically, this. the game was invented by men for men who weren't good at baseball. Like, these were not athletes. They were just dudes All who right. were like, how can we play a game inside? Yeah, no, that's the thing. It's like not even, uh, not even about, I don't know, like the sociological history of the sport. It's just yeah. like fucking guys like you pick up anything that, like a piece of trash yeah. that looks like a ball and then some guy has something it's like I'm like at work and I have a ruler and my friend like crumples up a piece of paper and immediately like without communicating we're both right. like you make up the, rules you make a bad, right, no you make up a batting stance oh. and he throws it it's like you just fall into that naturally yes. that's been happening for like a hundred years that's your point that's correct nuts. that has been happening for a hundred years <laughs> well, I mean think about it baseball's been around since before the civil war that's true you know in 1887 true. the league had already been established since what 1876 that's crazy it's crazy that's nuts so they were doing the same stupid board at work shit that i do now (laughs) correct but they invented a whole sport out of it correct amazing Um, i love this keep going so over the years it gained popularity it was called kitten ball it was called mush ball it was called pumpkin ball also the the ball was fucking huge it was like as big as a dodgeball like it was ginormous like the size of a pumpkin <gasps> yeah, pumpkin ball. There you go. Um, and then they, See, some of them, together. it was very good. Uh, <laughs> it was popular with like firemen, and people that were like inside where they could play inside. And right. then eventually it transitioned to outside, but like on the smaller area. And again, for people who couldn't play a normal game of baseball. Or had to play inside. I mean, that's smart. That's, that's yeah. the ingenuity. Right. Right. Fucking... And the ball's soft. It's not going to break right, shit. Right, right. They were it's bored at work. Ball. Literally <laughs> bored waiting for a football game. This um, all starts out so innocent. So innocently. And it's... <laughs> Ruined, <laughs> ruined uh, lives. Um, so, Tom Heights, former librarian of the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum, explains that softball was created for men who could not play baseball and did not want to play outside. Uh, real party animals, I put. So, <laughs> so again, I want to know why girls play softball, not baseball. And so, basically, what I found was three moments in history that forced women to softball. Okay, huh. first one. 
According to Jennifer Ring, who is this awesome lady that I'm going to talk about a lot, uh, she's the author of this book, uh, Stolen Bases, Why American Girls Don't Play Baseball. Cool. Um, and this was in an interview in a Daily Beast article called Why Can't American Girls Play Baseball? Daily Beast. Love Daily it. Beast. This is directly from the article. Quote, Ring says, The sport likely had its origins in England and actually with women. Stoolball, a game played by Sussex milkmaids centuries before baseball, hit the U.S. and is considered one of the forebears of the sport. And during the 19th century, women played baseball at the Seven Sister Colleges. Basser, all that stuff. Yeah. Early baseball was not a man's game. It was turned into a man's game for ideological reasons. Early baseball? Early, Early baseball. baseball was not a man's game. Was was it was both? It was a women's and a men's game. I'm saying they both uh, played. It was equally. not men's only. Oh, okay, right, okay. right. Basically, baseball grew increasingly popular in the U.S. and at the turn of the century, uh, 20th century, in the same period when the U.S. was rising on the world stage, it was a time when Theodore Roosevelt was glorified for leading the Rough Riders in the Spanish-American War. In 1899, his speech to strenuous life encouraged manly strength as a form of patriotism and attitude embraced by many at the time. And Ring said, quote, Baseball was getting associated with the national identity when the U.S. was just emerging on the global scene as a power. Mm. You needed it to be manly. You couldn't have your national game tied to your national identity be mm. effeminate. Mm. And she goes on to say it was around that time that women started to be encouraged to play softball, even though men had previously been playing softball. <laughs> um, there's this strident ideology, this is her, uh, that baseball is for men and softball is presented as a less competitive, less strenuous, less challenging version. Mm. So that was at the turn of the century this was going down. Wow. So, so it kind of... Yeah. That's a long way of saying what Susan just said. <laughs> right, but it didn't start but out that's that not, way. That's the, yeah. the origin, the, his, the, the actual yeah. Which literally was invented by men. And they went, yeah. actually, this is too soft. You guys. Right, right, right. Because females um, can't run the country. Right. We can't let because that it, happen. Exactly. But even though it turns out that women kind of invented baseball. Right. <laughs> um, number two. So that was in the turn of the century. Number two comes around uh, later, about 50 years later. However, obviously, we know uh, because of the movie that we just uh, fucking watched uh, <laughs> that women did continue to play baseball. So th right. they, they were starting to force them to play softball, but women were still playing baseball. But softball was around because in the movie that also demonstrates it with Kit and Dottie. They were playing in the beginning. Yeah. They had leagues before, during, and after. Exactly. The right. women's league. In um, but then after once the league closed, it went south again. And so this is Jennifer Ring. Like so many uh, advancements for U.S. women during World War II, baseball later ceased to be a professional option. In the 1950s, we shoved women out of everything. We have this unfortunate decade for women in American history. It's a decade when women are sent back to the home. We kept, so, again, in the turn of century, go play softball. Turn of century, play baseball. Or in the 50s, play baseball. Uh, we're back now. Go play softball again. And then the third time in history that really... A, well, yeah, just to capitalize on that, yeah. what a, like, a perfect storm for, like, unfortunate perfect storm for that yeah. to happen. Because yeah. it's like, the 50s is like, conform and don't be a communist and don't stand out. Yeah. And Levittown and everything was about, like, look and appear like everything is normal and totally. the way it's supposed to be and... You know, conservative values and all of that. So, yeah. not only is it like you've had this amazing, you know, decade of freedom of being able to play baseball and, you know, during the war, getting to go and do all these careers that women didn't have right. access to. Then all of a sudden, the now entire. Now we need you to be women again. Well, we need you to be women again because the war's over. Yeah. And also, the entire country is much more <laughs> conservative and repressive totally, and yeah. conformist right. than it had been. Previously, moral licensing. I, yeah, what amazing! It's one of those things to think about too. Like, had we not had a war, how long would this have taken? Like, would we still be in yeah. this place? Like, it's fair. Mm. It's very if fair. it happened at all. 
You know, right. if it would have happened at all. I think it would have happened. So the third moment in history. Oh, yeah, you're doing a thing. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> uh, in the 70s, 20 years later. And this is the one that really cemented it. So the women's liberation movement was happening. And that was great, obviously. Thank um, you so much. You're, you're very welcome. Title IX passed, which is the law mandating gender equality in federally funded education programs nice. as a result of the liberation movement. And because of that, women's sports grew. Like, it was mandated, like, oh, if you're going to pay for this much for the boys, it has to be the same for the girls. But not women's baseball. This is from an NPR article about girls playing softball. Jocelyn Samuels, vice president for education and employment at the National Women's Law Center, explained that Title IX does not mandate the kind of sports programs uh, schools should have, only that women and men's sports should be funded equally. Mm. Softball and baseball were deemed equivalent, and sports and schools were within their rights in denying girls baseball when softball was available. Literally separate but equal. Wow. It's like, oh, but, well, we'll give you as much money as baseball, but you have to play softball because girls right. play softball. Right. Which is terrible. It's the only... Oh, this is from, I think... Uh, I, was, um, I was trying to think of a separate but equal joke. Um, There's no joke. There's just, just not, it's just literally a separate but equal. It's um, terrible. And it, this is from the a baseball player. <laughs> a woman baseball player now. Uh, she said, um, where is her name? Malaika Underwood. It's the only sport where, that, where we've allowed the equivalent for women to be something totally different. No one was yeah. telling Serena Williams to play ping pong. Which is totally fucking true. Yeah. Um, and so also in 1972, this is another thing that really didn't help. The National Little League organization threatened to revoke the charter of a team in Hoboken, New Jersey, because they allowed 12-year-old Maria Pepe to play. Wow. And so the National Organization for Women took on the case and successfully sued Little League to allow her to play. Wow. But in response to the pressure for all that, Little League created Little League softball. Wow. And so because of that, from the 70s on, all the girls were like, oh, look, there's now an avenue for girls. Softball. Go play softball. Go play yeah. softball. How have and we so, not changed that in 2019? We, and it's because it's just this infrastructure bullshit, yeah. right? Softball is just this huge thing that, like, it, right. how do you tackle something that people yeah. enjoy? How do you right. tackle something that, look, it is an avenue, but it's, like, right. not. Um, right. And so... That's where we are today. Separate but equal. Girls are encouraged from the age of six, really, to play mm-hmm. softball. And the majority of them do. And then some of them that don't, that do play baseball. Like, in Little League, I had a couple of girls on my team. No, strike that one girl. And she was great. Her name was Sophia. She was awesome. Shout out to Sophia. Um, <laughs> but the ones that do stick with them, they're, they're the only girl on the team. And there was a lot of talk in all these articles I read that the pressure for them is mm-hmm. crazy because it's like they're not just sure. playing baseball they're literally every time they're up the bat they're representing their entire gender right which is terrible and then for the boys they hate it because they're like oh i got struck up by a girl and it's like for the girls to bear that there's just yeah. even more pressure on them but then it gets even worse so then when they get to high school there's nothing Right. There's no high school baseball girls teams. No. They just don't exist. More than 100,000 girls are playing youth baseball, but only 1,000 in the whole country play in high school. Jeez. Wow. Um, because when they get to high school, they're pressured to go to softball. Right. And if they stick with baseball, it's terrible. Here's more Jennifer Ring. She's the best. Women's baseball is not a high school sport in the United States, although it is in other nations like Canada and Japan. In this country, girls are directed to softball, which is a women's sport at the high school and collegiate level if a girl here wants to play baseball she has to play with the boys and the pressure to switch from baseball to softball can be overwhelming oh sure people will tell her you're missing out on college scholarships and may also suggest that she is hurting both her body and possibly a a male opponent's egos if she sticks with the hardball so it's like they're forced with the decision like you can stay with baseball 
but the chances of you getting like into college are like zero. So you should switch to softball I because know. there's so many scholarship opportunities. I can't wait for there to be no Girl Scouts and no Boy Scouts. It's just crazy, like scouts. Right? Pick yeah. the activities you want to do. It's there's so no male sad. and female yeah. basketball. It's just who, which ability level are you at? The JV or you're in the varsity? Hundred percent. Right? Like that's. Yeah. And you think of like I was just looked up uh, uh, Monet Davis and her story. It's so sad now. It's the World Series. I mean, it was so incredible. No, when, it's great now, but she now it. she's yeah. she's. She wants to play basketball because obviously there's more of an avenue for that. But she also just accepted a scholarship to play fucking softball. Wow! So it's like there's no end. Did you guys see that TV show Pitch? I know I don't do TV shows here, but I love that show. I think it's incredible. I've watched a couple episodes. I didn't. The whole show. A lot of these articles are from when that show came out. Yeah, which was so great seeing a woman. Like it was one of those things. It's like Madam President. It's like we're seeing the future, and that helps everyone culturally get their mind around why we can do this. And that show was fucking great. It was only once, and then it got canceled. I know, got canceled. This is so stupid. <laughs> I wrote a whole thing when that show premiered. I wrote a whole like rant about it on Facebook. I was like, this show is absolutely made up. There's no way that this would ever happen. Wow. It's totally fake. And then the, the punchline was, there's no way that the Padres would be a good team. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's good. That's a good show. This is the only thing that Paul, the only common ground between Paul and I. Is. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> It's called Shitting on the Padres. Shitting on the, shitting on the Padre cast. Um, also, can I just Shit say, the to give one nod to men, yeah. poor men who now maybe don't feel like they can play softball, which is a fun, it is a fun game. There's going to be, there's yeah. going to be a, there's going to be like a conservative show <laughs> of like the the one man who wants to play <laughs> softball. It's a fun game. That, it that, is a, what's they're that both basketball fun games. one where the pretends to be Joanna Man. You don't remember that oh, movie? Oh, boy. Oh, mm. boy. Actually, I... I have more facts. <laughs> I was... Th- I, yeah. I, I, we'll, we'll go back. I was thinking about it, though, when you said, you know, when the, the Women's Baseball League was established and yeah. the Softball League and all that. I was curious about when the, the WNBA was established. Mm. The league was founded in 1996. Whoa. That's wild. That is That's crazy. crazy. So women aren't respected in this country. It's, it's so... It's true. Do you think... Yeah. Do you think that, uh, I think the only way that, sadly, I think the only way that a uh, Major League Baseball team would have a woman player would be like a very specific, like a pinch runner. Pinch runner. I can see a relief pitcher. If if she's good enough to, well, here's the thing, and this is why it's super shitty. They don't have an avenue to start early teaching the fundamentals of baseball. Right. They're taught the fundamentals of softball. So you're you're... You're talking about a number of women that know how to play baseball. That number is so fucking small. Right. So if you increase that number way early when they're when they're young, suddenly you have w- the chances of, of getting a really naturally gifted baseball talent in a, mm-hmm. at the woman is right. suddenly so much higher. Yeah. So right. like you need a Marla's dad situation. I want to say I know what that means. Marla's dad from the movie. Oh. <laughs> That sounded yeah. like a movie, Marla's Dad. <laughs> Correct. You, right. We need a Marla's right. Dad. And they, they do exist. There are girls right. like that. So you're right. I think at the moment, there's not much role for them. I would. I think a relief would pitcher be, would be great. I would love it. Because you don't need to pitch I, fast. Well, and, and I would it, freak out. Oh, everyone would Even if it. they were on the pot. Everyone would freak out. You're, you're also assuming the average woman's body. Women are built differently. Men are built, built differently. There are many women who have who are more built in that traditional male way. I, I yeah. think sure. that... Yeah, look the, at Jose Altuve. 
You know, there's yeah. examples of smaller dudes being Absolutely. successful. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and, and I mean, I don't know. I'm excited. You say, like, would it happen maybe in the short game, maybe in the next 20, yes. 30 years? We're definitely not going to see that. But, you know, the, this generation that's being born now is like, yeah. you know, the gender is oh, gone, right? 100%. Gender is dead. Like, yeah. we're not, like, we know the sex at birth, but we don't know the gender till adolescence, and that's right? The term, so, that's the term I'm about to take, okay? Oh, all right, great. sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, oh, yeah, you fine, were doing a Oh, yeah, you were doing a thing. Oh, yeah, we're doing a podcast. Oh, that's right. So, to reiterate. Oh, yeah, you remember to hit record this time. Let's interrupt him one more time. Okay, please. <laughs> Basically, to reiterate, they stick it out through high school, playing with the boys. They're still encouraged to switch to softball with the added pressure of scholarships, simply because there's no existing infrastructure for them to play baseball at yeah. a collegiate level, and it's stupid. Ugh. But the hope, there's hope. There's this woman named Justine Siegel. She is. She played baseball through her whole life, and she was the first woman to throw batting practice for a major league baseball team. Mm. Oh, cool. Um, and then, in 2015, she became... The oh, uh, the A's hired her as a to, as a coaching uh, as a coach <laughs> guest instructor, um, becoming the first female coach employed employed by a major league baseball team. Oh. So she, but more importantly, she is the founder of this foundation called Baseball for All, which is an organization organization that works towards gender uh, equity in youth baseball by strongly encouraging and providing opportunities for girls to participate in baseball. Yeah. So literally, the whole foundation. Yes. Is the, to break this idea that girls have to play softball? Justine Siegel. Justine Siegel. Yeah. Yeah, and it's such like a psychological, you know, mind warp as well because, like, I, I mean, I remember this. Like, as a girl, it makes you think, "Oh, I'm weaker. I'm yeah, forced to totally. play softball because I am weaker, and right. so then it's enforced for me. I am weaker it's than a so, male." It's crazy. Right? It's literally part of our everyday life, and right. we don't question it at all. It's just like, yeah. "Oh, well, yeah, yeah, softball." And I just, forgot. Sorry, I no, forgot about this until you said it. But I remember. I mean, I was not good enough to get a scholarship, <laughs> but I remember like in the early days before people realized that. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, in freshman year, which is when I started playing softball, uh, which was late in the game. I mean, I had done Little League and stuff, but I remember when I started playing that there was, like, yeah, you got, like, I was like, isn't there a way to play baseball? And there was a few, like, city leagues where, right. you know, like, go on, like yeah. community leagues where you could kind of play for fun. And mm. they're like, but that's not going to get you a scholarship. If you want a potential scholarship, exactly. I remember being told that. Yeah. yeah. It's so shitty. Right. <laughs> and again, wouldn't, um, wouldn't, have, wouldn't have panned out for me. But. Sure. <laughs> I, I will say, I think something that I've, I've seen start to break down a little bit is at least the like the mental side of the game mm-hmm. and what i mean by that is uh, i just want to give a shout out because i think she's amazing jessica mendoza jessica mendoza she's great yeah if you're listening to this i think you're awesome For but people, again she's a softball player well that's right? what i'm getting at yeah. jessica mendoza was a softball champion who was then hired as a broadcaster for ESPN. Right. And she's great. She does live broadcasts for them. She, I think she was the first woman to uh, be in the broadcast booth for the po- either the postseason or the World Series. Right. We, we talk about her. You're, you're Jessica Mendoza. She's great. I'm just talking to you. You're one of our top five women in baseball who's she's, not a player. You're in the, the Come other here episode. on Gene's episode, maybe. They could come <laughs> together. Uh, uh, but her dissection of hitting and talking about Very the good. mental – side of hitting and yeah. what you're what hitters are going through and how they change their stance at the plate based on what the count is and who's on base. Yeah, the fact that she's a color commentator and not a play by play is, is incredible. Yeah. And she's the best she has like the best breakdown of the science and mechanics of hitting and what players go through of any broadcaster broadcaster I've heard ever. So that's fantastic. Like it's yeah. starting to you know, it's not a player, it's not pitch but it's starting sure. to break some progress. barriers. Sure. Progress is very slow. Yeah, fucking fantastic at it. She Jessica was quoted. Mendoza, you're amazing. <laughs> she was quoted in a lot of these articles about this. Yeah, she's, she's like she's, she's so one cool. of the champions. I like we should change this. Yeah. 
But the thing that Baseball for All does, not only do they have teams across the country, they put on the largest all-girls baseball tournament in the country in Rockford. Wow. Mm. Full circle. Um, and some of the AAPGPL <gasps> thank nice. you, uh, alumni come out and sign autographs to, for the girls and they like honor them and it's like the oh, most beautiful cool. fucking thing. It's been going on since 2015, I think. And it's girls ages like 7 to 17. Wow. So it's all ages, and it's this awesome tournament that happens. And it's happening. It's slow progress. But the one other thing that's cool is there is now finally, since 2004, a women's USA baseball team that plays in the World Cup. Wow. The women's, the women's Baseball World Cup. That's great. Um, we've won two. What? It happens every two years How many? since 2004. Why am I just I learning about this? Okay, yeah. And Japan has won for the last six in a row. Uh, <laughs> and that's well, the thing. No one knows have... about it. Right. But um, isn't there, is there a women's baseball league in Japan? There, and that's the right. thing. Yes, they, Japan. They, they, in Canada. Whole, like, uh, so they, they have the people who've been playing since they were little and not told that they're weak all the time. I wish they didn't cancel pitch and they oh my god it was so good and you know the zach moore like it's just it's great he's like the jimmy uh duggan in the you uh, know he's yeah, like the yeah. curmudgeon veteran it's like the every catcher? uh yeah uh mark paul gosler i knew it was one of those sarah michelle geller like third, i didn't i googled it you saw me google it thanks for giving me that <laughs> but i totally to just, just trying to help you out i don't need your help man i googled it and i'm proud that i have the skills to google <laughs> um the other team, the other countries that have women that have women's baseball: Australia, Japan, Taiwan, Cuba, Hong Kong, Canada. Cuba. Those are the ones that participate in the World Cup. And then, oh, other ones are France, Croatia, the Netherlands, India, Korea, Venezuela, oh. Argentina, Puerto Rico, Colombia, wow. Brazil, Dominican Republic, and Pakistan. Wow, U.S. So basically everywhere. God, they right. can't. They, like, there's no bad um, reasons to move to Canada anymore. I mean, they're just they've right. given it all. So I just want to get this straight. Yeah, women can play baseball mm-hmm. in Pakistan. <laughs> but not, not here. Well, they can here, but just for the World Cup. <laughs> right, or for fun, because then, you know, they won't get scholarships. And right. it's highly discouraged. Right. <laughs> and so now, okay, got it. Good. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so now to end it, my whole terribly long thing, I have some examples of women that are currently playing baseball, and it's good, but also bittersweet. So, Sarah Hudek, H-U-D-E-K, his daughter of a former Astro pitcher, John Hudick. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Became the first woman to be awarded collegiate scholarship, uh, collegiate baseball scholarship. Wow. Um, we should have a movie about her. Right? But here's the thing. She joined the men's varsity squad at ba- Bossier Parish Community College in Louisiana. And despite her successes, she struck out a bunch of dudes, which is awesome. She's a pitcher. She eventually, recently, accepted a scholarship to switch from baseball to softball I mean, at Texas A&M to, to do um, Division you don't. One. There aren't as many opportunities. Right. You know? And instead of a pitcher, she switched to an outfielder because wow. she's got a strong arm because she throws overhand. This is a quote from her. I still love baseball and plan to keep playing for the uh, the national team because she's on the national team. But for, but for what I want out of sports right now, camaraderie and acceptance and opportunities to be on the field regularly, I can find that in yeah. softball better than baseball. Wow. It's just that you're so right. Like, they're just, they're different games. They're yeah. both great games, but they're different. But they're and it's crazy. They're so yeah. different. But it, it's crazy that you have to pick one in this yeah. one sport arena. And it's the only sport that pull. does that. Yeah, it makes Basketball you pick. doesn't do that. Hockey doesn't do that. Right. Track and field doesn't yeah. do that. Like, literally every sport, there's no separate but equal equivalent. Goddamn yeah. Teddy Roosevelt. Feels like it's his He's fault. He's ruined everything. It's fucking right? that fucking dude that invented soccer. <laughs> The well, no, Sorry. I would say th- all of those you, all those leagues you just mentioned yeah. are separate but equal. This is like 
quote unquote like lesser. That's true. Yeah. It's separate it's like but the, not even equal. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like this is the easier one for the women. Separate but kind of equal. I, we're doing very heavy air quotes. <laughs> just a lot of air quotes. Um, and, but yeah, and I just want to something like something like the WNBA, right? Is like quote unquote separate but equal because it's like well, it's basketball, but right? The women are playing in the women's league, right? And this is like no women. There's no women's league. It's just like play the easier sport. I got uh, a few more. That makes me so mad. I, I went down this rabbit hole as I was researching all of this. I was just like getting more and more sad, <laughs> and frustrated. <laughs> Next one up is Melissa Mayu. She's a 16 or was was 16. I think she's in college now, but 16 year old French team. A shortstop on the French U18 junior national team that made history when she became the first known female baseball player added to MLB's international registration list. Wow, that's awesome. Um, oh, yeah, we read about her. Probably, yeah. A little bit, yeah. She became eligible to be signed. So what makes her eligible to be signed by an MLB uh, team? But <laughs> Mayu will be get- she began school recently at Miami Dodd College on a two-year uh, scholarship to play softball. Right. Again, of course. Um, and then there's these two that are super awesome. Uh, Kelsey, I, mean, I, I guess it's good that sorry to interrupt. I guess it's good that like like we should celebrate that these women are. Excited. Oh no, it's great. Yeah. It's just bittersweet. You know, it's like it's the baby. It's melancholy. Yeah. Um, Kelsey Whitmore and Stacy Piagano, is I think how you say that. They signed a deal with the Sonoma Stompers, which is an independent league baseball team that's a professional team. So they're actually wow. like professional baseball players. Great. Um, for the first time since the fifties, the team. Will be the first co-ed professional, is, I guess, the first, this was a couple of years ago, uh, professional baseball team since the 1950s. And then Whitmore, she picked up her first hit, professional women's hit since the 50s. And that, and then they opened a small exhibit wow. uh, in Hall of Fame, the Cooperstown, and they took her back. So that was there for a wow. couple months. And then two days later, they signed, or they also signed Anna Kimbrell, forgot about her. Uh, and then she's a catcher. And I think Whitmore or Stacy was a pitcher. And so it was the first time they both started. It was the first time that it was an all-women's battery since the 50s. Wow. Where are they playing? Sonoma. Are they, are they still playing? As far as I know, they're both on the national, they're all on the national team. We should go see, that'd be amazing. Right? That would yeah. be so awesome. Um, I want to go see them. But it's crazy. And then I had to finish it off, a quote from Jennifer Ring, because she's awesome. <laughs> she has a new book out, too, called um, A Game of Their Own, is what it's called. Uh, and that, okay, so it's yeah. essentially a sequel. The book, first book is like, why is this like this? And the sequel is like, there's hope. There's girls that are doing it, but yeah. there's yeah. not that many. And so a quote from her. The idea of being the first is sort of bullshit because there are a million firsts, Ring says. It's just that we have this amnesia, so each girl has to feel like she's the first. It allows us to see every successful girl as an outlier when, in fact, it's just that we're erasing girls in women's baseball history. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's very true. Actually, that whole language is very true. Yeah. Of, it's assuming the basically, like, white male dominant perspective yeah and 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 placing it in context with that it's the same thing the conversation about jackie robinson first of all clearly wrong of being the quote-unquote first black baseball player it's like clearly not but even you know because the negro leagues are so uh flourishing and and, you know amazing and full of amazing players for so long but even the language of him quote-unquote breaking the color barrier puts in the terms of he was the first one who was quote unquote good enough to overcome these struggles exactly. as opposed to given the opportunity. Yeah. Systemic racism right. you know, kept kept these leagues separate and kept black players out of the league for so long and blah blah blah. It's the same thing here of like yeah. you know, we're waiting who's gonna be the quote unquote first woman baseball player and that, that as opposed per- to there being hundreds of thousands of women baseball players. 
you know, who who all have amazing stories and flourished in their own league, have, are playing today. Right. You know, just trying to fight this historical segregationist, sexist system that's in place. That's like right in front of our eyes and we're just, no one's calling it out. Yeah, absolutely. You brought Monet Davis, the whole thing they were talking about, a girl can play baseball and she won a game, the first girl to win a game. Literally the next week was the women's national team, was the World Cup of Baseball, where the, yeah. our own team full of women were yeah. playing and no one gave a shit. Wow. We were pretending like Monet Davis was the only one to do it. Yeah. And she was great, wow. but... Yeah, there's such a <laughs> rich full amazing history of yeah. these stories that just aren't yeah and the big know, problem is i don't i'm not really about. sure how you stop it because you literally have to bring down softball and softball there's so much infrastructure in place yeah. where people have jobs and <laughs> this whole big monster or, or we add another sport uh, yeah. can't we have more than like we right. have you know what i mean there wasn't always and that's five the thing, sports but the argument sport. would be like but you're gonna bring down softball we have players and coaches let's and have umpires. baseball and softball and i yeah. completely men agree with and you women. but people are lazy mm. <laughs> yeah. so and sexist so what we've decided yeah. at the end of this four-hour podcast is that people are sexist <laughs> and lazy right. pretty right. much pretty much good yeah. talk guys pretty much <laughs> I did find one more little fun oh my thing. Boy. Oh boy! Um, the Rockford Stadium's gone. Uh, the only thing that exists is, is the ticket booth, and it has the sign, so that's there, and it's like a little oh, uh, cool. landmark. Um, really ripped out my I heart, read, and then gave me a little silver little, lining. Little silver lining. I, I read one of the minor league stadiums where they shot. I think the Racine. Yeah, the right, Racine yeah. Bells. They kept all the signs. Oh. In the stadium, it's like cool. go bells and stuff like that. That's and cool. I guess the ball girls still wear the Racine Bell uniforms. That's also. dope. That's yeah. dope. For the team. That's pretty cool. I found on that website about the stadium <laughs> at the bottom of it, it's there's this thing called the Great Midwest Baseball Tour. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. Travel through the rolling hills of Northwest Illinois and Iowa to experience three baseball attractions. Visit Bayer Stadium, Rockford, Illinois, Little Cubs Field in Freeport, Illinois, and Field of Dreams in Dyersville. I would Iowa. so do that. I literally <laughs> just I copied and pasted it was like, oh Andrew and I have to do that. <laughs> That'd be so great. You guys should do like an on tour you know, podcast we, really oh, we should on tour. do one from the from yeah. the from the Field of Dreams. We should do one from uh. the field. Whether you make a trip in a weekend or a day, each ballpark has something fun for the whole family. Stop at any of these three locations to pick up your passport today. Play ball, stay overnight, eat, and enjoy the great Midwest baseball tour! <laughs> Sounds amazing. Yeah. I love it. So we gotta do that. Yeah. It's happening. It said stadiums, but the Rockford one's not a stadium. <laughs> I think there's a world where you guys have like Wrigley as a sponsor, you get the money to right. go around, and then you'd stop at every baseball stadium and get like a That's player to watch a movie with you. Oh you know? God, wait. That's our dream Sorry. life. Sorry. <laughs> Put that idea in my head. Oh man. It sounds so nice. I'm going to quit my job now <laughs> and uh, make this uh, pro bono podcast <laughs> my new full-time life. <laughs> Thank you, Susan Meg. Um, so sorry? Can't wait to be a... Podcast hobo. Uh, <laughs> shall we rate it? Yeah, let's rate this movie. Susan, you understand the rating system. I think you guys just make up what you want that goes with the, how it goes. That's basically it. But, Pretty much. But yeah. for listeners. Baseball metaphor. <laughs> we rate every movie as a baseball play or term or, or in, a ba- in a baseball way. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Sure. Because baseball has been around forever and it's great. Yeah. Susan Mangan, how would you rate this movie? Um, Are you gonna make her go first? You don't have to if you don't want to. No, go first. no, I, I'm uh, put me on the spot, but uh, no, no, I got. I think I, I think I've. Uh, this is gonna be a real full circle to you asking my my favorite baseball memory because mm. I'm sorry, but I kind of have two. Oh boy. Uh, okay. So and I think that's my, fine. That's right. Paul always has either like two or none. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fair. 
and I feel like my answers are like my, the first thing that comes to my mind is really like it's like making it to the World Series. Like this game is like making it like mm. uh, it's like the team that makes it to the World Series, but we do not win from there. <sighs> and I because it's like that we celebrate, but the progress is still not happening, right. which really, if I could, makes me think of my own Red Sox. Because for most of my life, for 86 years, like, in, you know, in my childhood, we did not win. And we were always second fiddle to the Yankees. Right. We were always making it to the playoffs, but never making it further. Mm. Everyone's hearts are broken, but still celebrating this beautiful team and I feel like this movie is like celebrating something beautiful but not making it so I guess my other rating would be like it's like a girl winning in the little league it's like it's like <laughs> it's like the best you can get for that yeah. level but like there's still this like so I know that's not a play but it's no, it's no, good it's great it's good you know, it's like we won the battle, but not the war. Having yeah. been a Dodgers fan in 2017 and in 2018. Yeah, how's that, how's that feel? Uh, Please take another look at my I shirt. Wouldn't, I wouldn't know how that feels. I don't know. Mm. Okay, that's Because you're a Yankees fan and that's a Mets fan. 86 <laughs> years. That's true. It's a lot of years. Twice. Wait, what? What? Who are we talking about? The Red Sox have won four times. Like but, no, 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 no. But I mean, but, in, but for 86 years, we won oh, yeah. zero times. Right. That's true. That's true. You know? We were 56, so I get it. <laughs> Add 30 more. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's really nothing to... Uh, Once you guys won, it was like, oh, yeah. good, now people can feel sorry for right. us. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally true. That's really good. I like both of those a lot. Do you have one, Paul? You go. You go. Um, <laughs> I definitely, definitely, definitely have one. <laughs> definitely did that. Guys, I don't believe him. You don't want I don't think it's true. <laughs> no, you're stalling. You're stalling right now. <laughs> I think we figured it out. I'm just joking. <laughs> go ahead. This is so simple. I think it's a home run. Yeah. I think it's a great movie. Yeah. I just think I think everything about it is great. I think it's fun. I think it's exciting. I think it's emotional. I think it it there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I just think it's flawless storytelling. Everything falls into place. It's exciting. It's fun. You cheer it on. Just like a home run. It can be emotional. A home run can be emotional. A home run can be exciting. A home run can be fun. A home run can be unexpected. If it's yeah. like for your team, right. obviously. And this, this movie's all those things. I think it's a home run. I would say... <gasps> He's got something. <clears throat> it is a home run. Hit by a woman. Yes. And so because there's an asterisk. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's yep. great. Mm, but it's a woman. But what if we compared it to a man? Hmm. You just... You just Prices right at me. Yeah. <laughs> home run plus one dollar. One, one thing. <laughs> well, I need the I need the melancholiness of it. And, that, and that's the struggle in this movie, right? Yeah. It's so beautiful, but the, the other side of me the whole time I'm watching it is just so frustrated. Yeah. You know, that's true. But you're right. No, it's perfect. Yeah. I think it's hundred. It's in my top three baseball movies. Well, yeah, it's a fantastic movie. Yeah, and it's like I, I'm glad that it's also such a good baseball movie. Like I know this is weird yeah. to say, but yeah. it's like think of. Think of how many space movies there are. Yeah. There's so many good ones. And then Hidden Figures came out that's like finally one about the women, right. which is so fantastic. Right. You know? It's like the same and thing. And a black woman. What? We can pay attention to two things? <laughs> right. No, but it's 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 just like that. Of like, this isn't just... I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I'm sure there are categories of movies like this is baseball or that's space movie, whatever, where there's a movie like this where it's just right. like, oh yeah, that's notable because it's the woman one. Right. You know? Right. And that's kind or of... Like, like, remember the Titans is the black football right. movie. Yeah. Right. And it's like, like there's, you know, it's notable for that thing alone, sure. and that's it. This is notable because it's, quote-unquote, the woman baseball movie, 
and it's one of the best movies ever made about baseball. It's true. And right. it's just a fucking terrific it's a movie. It's pure right. baseball movie. I'm yeah. so glad that that's the case, is what yeah. I'm yeah. say in a very wordy roundabout. They had so... The, the, I feel like they had so much to mess up. Right. Not mess up, but like the 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 reception of it could have been like ah oh, it's bad it's girls but the baseball they didn't throw well they didn't do that you know but like they nailed every aspect Roger of it. Roger Ebert also said in his review because I feel like the I, I agree with you the way they could have messed it up is if they had a guy yeah. director they yeah, had yeah. a man the, director ha- having a woman director is such a I wrote in my notes after like a good moment in all caps let women tell more stories <laughs> right. no, please anyway that'd be great directors. that'd be so great um. But Roger Ebert noted that in his review. He said a man director would have only had Gina Davis's character kind of recognize the sanctity of the sport of mm. you have to do everything for the game because baseball is so amazing and all that. Right. He said only a woman director would pick up that Gina Davis would be – her character would also have her her relationship and family right. and all of that in mind as equal importance. And, I mean, think about it. The protagonist of this movie throughout the entire movie is saying – yeah, the thing that we're doing is, yeah, it's like secondary. Right. To, right. I hope that my husband is alive. Yeah. Right. I hope that I hope that my family is okay. And, and it's just a game. And just, it's not that big of a yeah. deal. Who like like the the fact that her character can have that really complex uh, point of view, a man probably it's, would have fucked that up. It's very smart. Yeah. Yeah. And despite my protests, a man would have made the love story the thing, which is not the point of the it's movie. It's true. Yeah, totally. It's true. Yeah. yeah. We'll As get a, that sideways sequel. We'll get oh it. my god, get it for me. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, well, that's... We've done it. We've done it. Uh, Andrew, one more time. Who was the comedian that was in the film? Uh, uh, Tom Hanks. <laughs> uh, Rosie O'Donnell. Rose McGowan, Just, I believe, <laughs> is the one. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you for coming yeah. on the show yeah. so much. Just real quick, just a little business. Oh, oh, yeah. uh, the movie's available on Amazon. It's on YouTube. It's I on iTunes. It on iTunes. Google Play. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I was surprised it wasn't on any... Streaming anything. It was on Netflix for a while. I think they took it off recently, but Mm. it's in their rotation. I was a little angry. It's in their rotation. I should own it, to be honest. Anybody get that? It's a baseball. Uh, You're talking about baseball. (laughs) Talking about baseball. What else is on the lineup for the end of this episode? Oh, 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 boy. I'm going to kill myself. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good. (laughs) Fun fact. Last fun fact. I don't know if this is actually happening because it's been a while, Mm. but in March of last year, 2018, uh, Amazon announced that they were developing a TV show. Ooh. It was already a TV show. It was. It, it was. A, it yeah. was a TV show. Flopped. We didn't talk about that. That was in like 1993. Yeah. No one talked about it. Amazon is developing a TV show currently. They got the okay of Gina Davis. They got the okay of Penny Marshall before she mm. passed away. Mozart in the Jungles, Will Graham, and Broad Cities, Abby Ooh. Jacobson, Whoa. are signed on to co-write and executive produce uh, what is being described as a less Less a traditional reboot and more of a modern look at the story. I am interested. Of of like a period, like it's going to be about the A A G B B L. A A G B L. Or is it going to be about so, the? Yeah. No, I think it's going to be set then. I wish it was about the women's national team now. I mean, I, I don't. I'm not sure. All right. So that's that's basically all I could find, and that was in March of 2018. Hmm. So I, you know, it's been still be in production. At mm. when we're recording this in early 2019. Right. Because nothing's happened yet. The more I researched the national team, I just thought about, oh, this would make a good... Yeah. Instead of rebooting the movie, they could do a movie about that team, about how they, they're forced to play softball right. in between, and then that'd they have to switch cool. to baseball right. and yeah, that'd be bond. Because cool. that was the other thing they said, that was that like they all can share that struggle of knowing what it's like to play on a team sure. of only dudes. Right. And they all can they all really bond really well because of that. Um, right, right, right. 
I'd love to see that story. Amazing. But love to see that too. Yeah. And uh, Paul, next up for you and I is going to be Sugar. Uh, it's a movie about the Dominican baseball players. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it. Can't that. wait to watch it. I think the podcast is going to be really good. <laughs> From what we've recorded of it already, which is the whole thing. We already but did that. I'm so excited. Why did we decide to choose an order first? You did this. You, did this. you brought I this up. I am the worst person. You brought up everything about this. You were like, let's mm. tease what we're doing next week. You're and then so you were right. like, oh, yeah. we already did that. Oh, but that episode's not yeah, out yet. Oh, it's should terrible. we reveal? I'm not pointing figures, but it's Paul's fault. It's totally fine. I'll point the finger myself. That's fine. <laughs> so that's what's up next. It's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert, teaser, check it out. It's really good. Yeah, I liked it. Actually, it was a really good movie. Okay, we're not getting... Okay, right. Go listen to the episode. Susan Mangan, thank you so much for being on the show. You are so welcome. It was an absolute pleasure. Would you like to sign us out with our, fu- our catchphrase? Yep. Uh, play ball. That's pretty good. That was pretty good. I mean, that's. Why didn't even we think of that? Because it's so not. It's just so not. I know. But it's perfect. Uh, Yeah, it's pretty good. But it's the end of the thing. Yeah, but the idea is we're done with all this podcast stuff, and then you go and play baseball. Might be a ball yesterday. Might be a ball tomorrow. But today it's a (laughs) strike. Oh, that's pretty good. Strike. It's okay. It kind of reminds me of how women are not allowed to play baseball. Um, Yeah, we got nothing. (laughs) We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.